And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex. My name's Paul. And if your favorite baseball team decided to demote a fucking condiment, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. Hey Alex, what's going on, man? How you doing today? Pretty good. I'm tired, and I know that you're tired, and there's just no way around that. So yep. here we are. It do it do be do be. I got the like sometimes. I got the Rona. That's like your fifth this time. Like, yeah, it's like my. I, I think it's like my third or fourth time. I'm pretty sure it's fourth. I'm almost positive Probably, it's maybe. fourth. Uh, this one's kicking my ass though. This one sucks. You think you have monkeypox? I do have a bunch of weird bumps on my legs, but yeah. I was also at, I also was out in the yard chopping down trees. So <sighs> it's tough. God bless you, Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, that was weird. Your life is weird, <laughs> but that is at least the fourth time because you had it once, and then you had it a second time, and then a lot of time passed third, and then this is def- this is the fourth. Okay. Somehow I've only ever had it once, and that was pre-vaccination, and that sucked a lot. Yeah, I've like, all. Th- it mine's weird because I got it in between. Like you know how you have to wait the two weeks between you get your first and second round. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I got that. it. I got it in between my vaccinations, and then all of them, all the other ones have been post. Which that's tough. That's <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, this but you. this one, I've been this one's kicked my ass, dude. This one was bad. Yeah, and you seem to find out because you told me you got it what yesterday or two days ago? Yesterday, I t- I took a test yesterday. Yeah, I, but uh, I knew that you so didn't feel well. I, yeah, I had to work those five days in a row, and towards like my the fourth day was when I was feeling like real shitty, mm-hmm. like towards when I was leaving work, and I was like, I got one more day, and then I'm off for five days. I'll be fine. Not and then the Rona sneaking up on you. Yeah, I know. Fucking Rona out here speed bagging my nostrils. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm off for five days because that's what they, how long they want you to quarantine now is like five days and then test again. And if you're negative, go back. I was like, it's worst case scenario. It is. And uh, I'm already in the quarantine for five days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I'm on my off time now and my roommate comes home and he's like, Hey, yeah. So I had to go get tested. I bought these, I bought, he brought, he bought four at home tests and brought Mm -hmm. them home. He's like, they're making me get tested. So I figured you might as well do it too. Cause someone at work had tested positive. So they're making all of us do it, I guess. And both of us tested positive. I'm like, Oh cool. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Cool, 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 cool. I cool, told you guys cool, to stop cool, cool, making cool. out, but... Don't tell me how to live my fucking life. I know. Love is love. Hey, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. If you don't feel well, stop making out. 
Are you drinking? No. Are you drinking a breakfast beer? No, it's an energy drink. Oh, okay. I just saw part it's one of, of the Zoa. It's one of the Zoa energy drinks. Okay. I got them on subscribe and save on Amazon. Highly recommend it. Subscribe okay. and save is my shit. If you know you're gonna get it, save forty yeah. percent. Every every two weeks, I get a a case of 14, 12 or fourteen in something like that. Put them down here in my mini fridge. It's great. Flex. Subscribe and save plus a mini fridge. Oh, to be Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Living luxuriously. Anyway, we got a few <laughs> hot topics before we, we get into it, uh, before we get into the game recaps. And I think first and foremost is that got kind of a bombshell on Saturday um, that, you know, Framiel was DFA'd, which... Yeah. My initial reaction was literally, holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Did not see yeah. that coming. Um, I mean, we've talked about it. If there was the work ethic and attitude stuff, then like, yeah, makes sense. But performance-wise alone, it, I, I don't get it. I, 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 I've said this since the beginning that we should probably start moving on from them. Because we have Josh Naylor who can do his job debatably better and play a position so you get more value out of it. But, yeah, it was very surprising. Yeah, I I mean, it was a big thing to see him get optioned, even though it was kind of the right move and we talked about that. But the DFA is like, Jesus. You know, you're just yeah. down there in the minors and you, you want to clear him off the 40-man so badly that you DFA him and... It's still such a strange situation because, you know, we talked about work ethic and then we talked about, you know, maybe an attitude and and this and that. And we just keep seeing consistent reports that that's like attitude wasn't an issue and that he was a good clubhouse guy. And so it's kind of like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah, and from like the outside looking in, it it seemed like he was a good clubhouse guy. Yeah, like he was fine. He's nobody that you're like, yeah, I kind of see that. I seemed like he got along and and everyone kind of continues to say and people have really wished him well. And I don't think people would do that if there was maybe more to the story a little bit. So I'm not I'm not sure it's weird. But here's we've gotten a little more information, but not as much as I was kind of hoping. And that is that. You know, we we've known all along, and it's been confirmed the team was not happy with him coming to camp. Not yeah. The only other thing we learned in an article from Zach Meisel of the Athletic, uh, I think it came out yesterday, meaning Monday. Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah. So Monday, my days are all out of whack. Apparently, he didn't even face any live pitching during the off season. Which what, (laughs) bro? Come on. Yeah. Wait. What? he came into camp and hadn't faced live pitching since the, the entire offseason. The fuck had he done all year? Not getting in shape. He wasn't working out. So I I think this team's too young. It's too hungry. And it still feels like we're missing something, right? It's like one of those things that if it like smells, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And it's like, yeah, he sucked. Yeah, he disappointed them. Yeah, we need that DH position. You don't want to set a bad example for the young kids. I'm fine with all of it. You know, I I get it. Honestly, if that's the case, if you, like he didn't work out in the offseason, didn't face any live pitching, 
probably didn't like work on his work on his craft at all. No, he got beat out. That's what happened. Like no, oh, he absolutely did. Yeah, and, like and that, I, I can't blame the org because you have all these young kids who are putting the work in. You know, we yeah. have a very. I think every organization does, but you know, this organization gives people a long leash. And so for us to cut him is where it's really like, okay, something's going on. And maybe it was just, I don't want to say make an example, but it has to piss you off when it's like, you didn't even face live pitching and you come in and you think that it's just your spot. And then on top of that, what's crazy is like you didn't face live pitching, right? And your only job, the only thing this team wants you to do is hit. Yeah. Like, it's not like you had to go out and right field and, and, Take five balls, you know what I mean, in the offseason and work well, on he, your defense. He did, but I mean, we knew that that was just on a really rainy day for him. To yeah, do. but your your point still stands. You know, like, like your it, job is to hit. Yeah, that's the only thing this team's ever expected you to do. Like when he first came up, they're like, "No, this guy's pretty much a career DH. He can play right field, but like it's a technicality." So. God, that's no live hitting all that's crazy yeah i mean that talk about coming in cold it's like i'm yeah i don't even it'd be like not even taking a single you know it's a bad comp but you know not even taking a single well we'll keep i was gonna say basketball right if you didn't even do a single warm-up shot you know what i mean and you had a couple yeah. days off and you're in the nba and you're like well I'll tip off i'll just figure it out as i go like yeah or but i mean i guess for baseball it's like if you didn't swing a bat all off season or didn't even well i guess that is the comp never mind i, yeah. I don't know man it's that's nuts and i think that just, it's like you your your friends like hey in november we're gonna run a marathon and you're like man i'll just I got it. And you don't run at all before this marriage. Like, yeah, a week it was like 21, 21 miles. I got it. Like, 26.2. No big deal. 26.2, whatever the fuck. I'm, look at me. Does it look like I'm going <laughs> to run a marathon? No. 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 But it's like day of, you're like, ah, all right, get the hammies loose. Yeah. Stretch out. Mile and two. We go. And you're like, God damn mile two you're like oh i bet i bet i got three miles left and like you've yeah. literally done two miles actually yeah, you're like, now you've done two miles <laughs> bro i'm getting cooked <laughs> uh, excuse so me I, sorry i really think it's just an example and it's tough man we need right-handed slugging so bad and I, it's i'm not saying it's the wrong move i'm not upset it's just wild like it is just yeah. absolutely wild but i think they made an example out of them and Probably Tito, you can't let that bleed into like, yeah, you can just rest on your laurels and come in and not work on your craft. And, you know, you're you will get a spot when these kids are busting, especially their going into an you're what this is his first RB year. Uh, this offseason will be his second, I think. OK, you're going into your second arb. Like you're trying to get a bag. Yeah. And you're just not going to put in any work. I mean, yeah, you're you know, trying. I, that's this is where it's frustrating too, because you know we're we're pro labor and pro players, obviously. But this is where you can't ignore. Like you're getting paid like four fucking million dollars to play a game. 
you work your ass off. You are the 1% of 1% yeah. athletes, but let's dial it back real fast. You did nothing. Like, there are nothing. thousands, thousands of people in the minor league system that are working their asses off to be where you're at right now. Yeah. And you're just not going to take any BP. That's crazy. So I think they made an like, example out of them, and we wanted DH as they, flexibility. Like, I'm, I'm, that, if that's the case, then like I support this even more. It's I like Fran Mill. I hope I wish him nothing the be- but the best, right? But I've kind of been saying this since the first month of the season. Yeah, or, or like I. I or some somewhere around there, right? Yeah. And because he was so bad, you you could tell like something was different. But that's before we knew about him coming in off shape or out of shape, and without obviously facing pitching. And crazy. he had thirty seven home runs in twenty nineteen. By the way, it is Arb eligible this off season. Sorry, you were right. It's Arb one okay. for him this year. That's my bad. But yeah, and no, it's it's nuts. You're, like you're you're you came into this year like you know what. End of this year, I can get a bag. And, like, you're just not going to – that. that's just not putting in effort. It's just being lazy. And that's that's the one thing, like, I mean, growing up in sports, that's what they say. Like, I can deal with – I can deal with talent, like, lack of talent, lack of, lack of athletic ability. Like, I can, I can work with that, right? But mm-hmm. you can't work with lazy. If someone's not willing to put in work, then then you're not going to put in work with them. But like talent, we can we can train that. We can fine tune that stuff up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's wild. He maybe it is Arb two because he he's making four point five this year. So I don't I don't know. That's got to be Arb two. So. It, like he's got to be in Arb one and then going into Arb two. I'm trying to find okay. it. I'm sorry. I know people don't care that much, but it matters to me. Let's see if I finally found it. Yep, he will be Arb two this winter. So okay, yeah. So four and a half million dollars this year, and like, come on, dude, you got to put the work in. Like it's, uh, you know what? Everybody makes mistakes That's so in life. Unacceptable. It is. I mean, everybody makes mistakes in life, so he does seem like a genuinely good dude. It's not someone that's easy to hate, and hopefully he learns from this and comes back and just, like, realizes, hey, I fucked up. Like, I, like this yeah. is unacceptable, and we've all been there, and don't let it happen again. And, you know, we learned the, yesterday uh, then. Rebuilding Cubs picked him up. Yeah, the Cubs picked him up. And, I mean, there was no doubt someone was going to pick him up. There, I mean, like, how couldn't you take a flyer on this guy? We said and, that last week. Yeah, like someone will take a flyer on him. Um, and yeah, so we'll we'll see, especially with the DH and in the National League now, National too. League. And, and I'll also say that in that I forgot Zach Meisel's article, he um, didn't source anybody, but I believe he said something. Maybe it was a tweet, but I thought it was in his article, said something about that there were coaches in the minor leagues. I think it was in the minors or coaches around our organization that were happy. How do they put it? Basically relieved and happy that the DH spot was now open. That's not a reflection of Fran meal, but it just really helps where we're kind of open things that, up. Yeah, yeah. It opens things up a ton. And then I'm sure when you layer in the fact that he wasn't putting in the work again, not to beat a dead horse, but it's like, 
Get Naylor off his fucking feet, man. We we yeah, mentioned we, this. I mean, we talked two, about the logjam. Yeah, we talked about the logjam that Ahmed created. We this was a two months ago now at this point. Shit, but Framil kind of did the same thing with like these young guys. Because imagine if you now you have an open DH where Naylor's probably going to fill that role more times than not. But you can put Naylor at first, and you can have Nolan Jones DH or Oscar Gonzalez DH, or like these young kids come up and just hit. Yeah, Oscar get Naylor off his feet, and I whispered it two, three weeks ago, even as a Framiel stand, that I was like, you know, think about if we get Naylor off his feet, and and so uh, it's the best for the work. Sometimes it's wrong place, wrong time, and I mean it's it's Framiel. There's accountability there, but life finds a way. In the words of Yeah. You're a professional athlete. You gotta do better than that. Yeah. So wish him well. Um yeah, it's just still a weird situation. It it still feels strange that there can still be positives. That's crazy. It is. That there's still positives and not just a oh yeah, we fit on smile, see you later, fuck you. It seems like truly they liked him, but maybe yeah. they just felt that they had to make that example. I, it's you very strange. Like, like, there's people that I like that I work with that aren't good at their jobs. Oh, yeah, you know of I mean? course. And, and not saying that Framel is not good at his job, but part of your job is doing what you have to do in the offseason. You know what I mean? And you need to be held accountable for that. And there's young kids coming up that are working harder and earning spots. And you're creating this – you're – Un, unreasonably holding a spot that a, a kid's working his ass off for when you're not even trying. Yeah, and that's just unacceptable. So yeah, yeah. I mean, good luck. Yeah, what's well, the shape of Italy? <laughs> it's a boot. Das boot. Bow. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, anyway. So yeah, that's. Framwell's gone. It's just crazy. Yeah. Hit 37 home runs in 2019. But in better news. I, like we said, wish nothing but the best. Good luck in Chicago. Glad we don't have to face them every year. So True. We'll see what happens. Um, in better news, Valera. We got the news yesterday morning. George Valera has been promoted to AAA. Um, Zach Meisel, you know, said that obviously the outfielder was promoted. He's 21 years old and posted an 837 OPS in 90 games at Double A Akron. So I know he had kind of a slow start, I believe, to the year, and then he's really gotten it going. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he is the future. I mean, he's kind of our can't miss. I mean, wasn't he ranked at like number two on one of those prospect lists in I the offseason so. or something? Th- or f- five? Yeah, two or five. I mean, he's supposed to be as surefire as surefire can be, you know, our Lord yeah. and Savior, George Valera. So good to like, good to see him in AAA. Where is he going to play in the outfield? I mean, he is highly touted. You know what I mean? Like people won't hold him up. Yeah. So we'll figure something out. But. It's exciting. We're, we're, gonna been have, we're going to have to make moves this offseason. Yeah, because I mean, Straw and, that, like, and Quan are your one, are two. Pretty much locks. So, I mean, you got, Oscar Gonzalez 
you know, they believe in him. They clearly believe in him. And maybe it's Nather at first, Oscar Gonzalez at DH. And I think the cracks are showing a little bit with him at times, too. And and I knew they were there. It's just I always said the motherfucker can hit. So I just love him a whole lot. But there are cracks in that game. So I think letting him play hopefully stays healthy and plays the rest of the year so that we can get a bigger sample size of like, yeah, this is legit. Yeah, you can start lifting the ball more. I mean, we know he hits the ball hard, but can you start lifting the ball? And, you know, that would be a DH with Naylor. And then there's first base, you know, implications. He can play right field. But, I mean, Valera, nobody will block him. Something will happen. I don't know yeah. what it is. You know, we could always move on from straw eventually. I, I don't want that. I'm just saying you'd probably yeah. don't want to pay that extension money to have him be your fourth outfielder, even though on another club. I would pay that four or five million a year all day to have him play, you know, take 400 at bats, but play that defense and be there. I mean, five million is not much. Let's just not pretend that it is for a major league baseball organization. But there's a chance that, you know, Quan could play not as good a defense, but then, you know, Valera is going to get his spot, man. And then, like, if Benson can figure it out, like, somebody, some, they have to play somewhere. And, like, no one's going to block Valera unless he falls off a map like Arias did. And Arias is getting it going finally, but, you know, Arias is having a year to fucking forget. You know, no one's going to block Valera. Like, he is the dude. He has been pinned as the guy in our, you know, he will come up. Fuck if I know how that happens, but because we got Nolan Jones, Will Benson, you know, Naylor. I, I, this couldn't work without without Framiel gone. We have to kind of have that yeah. DH. Oscar, I, Oscar Gonzalez. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I'll I'll transition this just slightly, but on the same topic of, I've kind of sat back. And if you remember, I think I said it a couple months ago. Maybe I said it at the beginning of the season when we didn't make a move in the off season to kind of capitalize on our prospect, uh, you know, pool. Of sitting at the table too long with your cards, right? Or trying to gamble yeah. a little too much. All these guys are getting major league reps now. And so that's great if they pan out for us. It's great. If they don't, you sh- you show your hand a little bit. Now, it's a small sample size. So teams yeah. will still buy into the talent pool. But like Owen Miller, not a major league second baseman. I I think he's a utility guy, but he's got to work on his defense to be that. He's he's not. Like he has like a 70 or 80 WRC plus and like he's supposed to be a banger. And so like someone could take a flyer on him, you're not going to get very much. We just DFA'd Alex Call, which sucked wrong place, wrong time for him. He's 27 years old and we had to make room and he was given a bitch of a break up here like hey, pinch hit here and there, get like one real start and you know, in that one start, he walked twice and I think got a hit. And then we're going to DFA like tough break. But, you know, and we weren't going to cash out on Alex call, but we're showing people Nolan Jones. We're showing people Tyler Freeman. We're showing people Will Benson. We DFA call. You know what I mean? Like we're showing our hands now and that's great if they stick. But if things go bad, then you got to sell people that like, well, he just needs more major leagues. You get what I'm saying? Like you're kind of selling a, a, I don't want to say plummeting stock because it takes about 600 at bats to know who a guy's going to be. I believe in that, but you know what I mean? You start, the polish comes off a little bit, you know, if they come up and they struggle and they're like, I don't know. 
I got all these people. What are we gonna fucking do with them? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you're like, like, yeah, you're showing your hand. These guys are are getting looks and stuff, but at the same time, I think that it is very much like we're not worried about other teams looking at like why why would you care what your neighbor's doing when you have stuff you need to figure out in your own house yeah and just to be very clear really really fast i am super glad they're calling all these guys up just that is not the the point i'm making at all don't keep them in the minors to try and keep their value that's i just want to make that very clear it's just that i worry about where time keeps drudging on and we didn't cash out on any of this and if people don't pan out we're never we're not going to get any value from it so I, I think we're at the point where yeah it would be nice to go get some veteran presence and make like a huge move in the offseason and go get somebody but i think right now they're looking at who we have in double a AA and triple a and who we have coming up on like rule five and, and people that are going to be on our 40 man soon. And we're, mm-hmm. if everything pans out, I think they're looking at like in the next couple of years, we don't need much. Yeah. And I, Hey, I'm happy. A and lot of, I, I mean, I, I really do think that they're, they're not super worried about where we're going to be. They're confident in these guys. Yeah. And no, that's for sure. They're, they're not worried about what other people, what other teams and other organizations think about how these guys are going to perform because I don't think they want to trade a lot of them. I mean, they're, they're you're going to yeah. have to do something. Like we said, like you have, you have too much. You, you can't keep everyone. Um, so you're going to have to make a move, but like, like we said, you have Valera coming up. You have Espino coming up to, to be put in a rotation. You have, I mean, Freeman's up here now, and he's been doing decent. Mm-hmm. You have all these guys that are coming up and taking spots that you trust in that are that are young and hungry and have a lot of control on them. You, you, yeah. In this offseason, you just extended your franchise player. You have, um, you have a, a Cy Young pitcher in Shane Bieber. You have a, a gold glove center fielder. You have... Uh, a second baseman that that's a natural shortstop, but a, a golden glove second baseman. Uh, you have, you have like, and we have a lot of your pieces. lineups. Your lineups almost there. Like your team's almost set. And and Naylor, you you have that can play first base and and, and is a driving factor in this team. You have and then now it's just these kids panning out and figuring out and we don't need much honestly like we need a right-handed what bat we, <laughs> that's what yeah we need. we need someone that's just gonna hit 35 home runs we need that so badly yeah but, but like what's what's saying one of these young kids isn't going to do it you know what i mean like yeah no, i get it and again i'm glad they're called up it's just we got a lot of weird pieces moving around, like all a lot of cooks in the kitchen of like how did, Will Benson got called up, but we can't really get him regular reps right now because Oscar Gonzalez is back and uh, Nolan Jones plays the outfield, you know, and then you have uh, now that Framo is completely gone, 
you know, Naylor DH and uh, Owen Miller throws a wrench in that right now because yeah. then we let him play first base. It, it's like if you have Nolan or Will Benson play first, it'd be one thing. And then you could DH Naylor and then that opens up. One but, person we never really talked about that I would have liked to seen us try to go get in, in the trade deadline would be like a Josh Bell. Oh, yeah, I guess we didn't talk about a lot, although there was kind of the name that everybody said. But no, he would have been a great fit. Yeah, I, like a, a, a power hitting first baseman and that can play first base pretty well. You know what I mean? Credit to Quincy. He was in on him in the offseason. He kind of pegged him as yeah. like a, he could be a really good fit for us. But yeah, no, Josh I, Bell. I had him on one of my, my franchise or I have him on my franchise and Road to the Show. Yeah, he would have he would have been a great fit, and he is a not uh, the show. It will be the show. Yeah, he, you know he he'll be a, a free agent um, this off season, and so maybe we'd spend a little bit of money, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, he would be a great fit. But that's what I'm saying. If you go get that power first baseman, let you know uh, Naylor DH, then we still have Benson, Nolan Jones, Oscar Gonzalez, yeah. and then on top of Which, that. Nolan Jones and Oscar Gonzalez has, have performed well. So, like, yeah. their stock hasn't gone down. If anything, they just help themselves even more because they're like, well, obviously these guys can perform up here. Whether yeah. it's sustainable or not is is time will tell. Yeah. But Yeah, the next 50 games or whatever's left are, are really important for that. But that's yeah. what's tough is we still just have this long you know too many mouths to feed and it's it's a problem and then i yeah again i don't think which is know, a good problem to have like if you want oh, a problem yeah. this is one that you want like yeah. you have too much talent you have too much talent it, it's not a bad thing it's just something we're gonna have to figure out yeah and i mean we already won this year because jimenez became everything i thought he could be and more like i can't lie Juan- Quan is well, a mean, lock. Uh, we'll talk about it later on. Went on like a what nineteen game hit streak. It was eighteen, is where it 18, ended. But, but eighteen. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, that like eighteen games. Holy shit! Yeah, we got Quan like, Naylor. You know, really showing us what he can be, and Jimenez. And I mean that right there. To say nothing of the young kids, right? But I mean, those are three people. I mean, we kind of knew Naylor, but those are three. That's a third of your lineup. That's like a lock. Like. We figured that out this year. That's incredible. Like we're cooking. Yeah. We we and, win this and year. You had a, no matter what, you had another two locks with Straw and Jose that yep. got extensions this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there's over half of your lineup, and then between sure Oscar to, Gonzalez, Nolan Jones, you know, we'll see about Will Benson. You know, it's just he's in a tough spot. He's kind of getting the Alex Call treatment. And he, it's funny we were so spoiled. Everybody we called up all year was just like, "I'm gonna hit, <laughs> I'm gonna hit 700." And, you know, yeah. and now we see guys come up and actually struggle. Like you know, 95 like percent of people person. do. Yeah, like and it's just like mm, I don't know. Washed. I don't, I don't know, know if man. you're gonna I, stick. Yeah, and it's like most people don't come up and you know, like have a 900 Rafe. OBP. You know, that's yeah. not how it works. So, it, it, but it's just tough trying to feed all these mouths that like. It and like I said, no major league team is going to be like 100 at bats in the bigs. Yeah, suddenly your value is tanked. But I just I worry about it a little bit. You know, we've we've really and you got to see what Owen Miller had. But I just did we ever think he was going to be something insane? And now I don't think we'd ever really get 
much for him. Not that I think we're too worried about that. No, but, but at, at, we kind of need a utility guy just in case. You know what I mean? I think Tyler Freeman's that that person, honestly, because he's you not going to start over Jimenez. It seems like Jimenez, they want him to stay at second and be stable there. And it seems like Roke, I've seen rumblings like Rokio is kind of... We knew he was like that next pedestal of like the Valera shortstop kind of thing. But, you know, and I, everyone's excited about Arias. He had an incredible spring. Something was there that I just felt, you know, I was all on him. And it doesn't mean I'm out on him at all. But now it's kind of like Ahmed's playing out of his mind. Maybe we keep him until the deadline next year. And then people are like, and then let Rokia will be ready then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Arias might have missed his window to kind of like it's, stick. Ahmed playing out of his mind is a goddamn understatement right now. Yes and no. I mean, the defense, again, I want to give him credit. He has been playing like making some ridiculous defensive plays, but it feels like he had an incredible week, right? I looked up his OPS. He has like a 770 OPS this week. And that's in a week where he was playing out of his, like I, I went to the who's hot, right? And I was like, oh, Ahmed's an automatic lock. I'm taking somebody off. Ahmed's on. And I looked and he has like a 770 OPS with like a 216 OBP. And his last like fifteen games, he's got like a seven twenty OPS. I'm like, what? What? Because he's been hitting like he's been hitting the yeah he hit home runs. Been hitting a lot, but he's been hitting for power. And it's been timely hits. Yeah, which I mean that's the name of a game. There's all kinds of ways to get to a decent OPS. But if I would have guessed his OPS, I'm like, I bet it's a one daughter this week. Like I I was just ready, and I looked, and it was like seven seventy. I'm like, what? So, but. Regardless, he's been making big plays, clutch hits, you know, and we'll talk all about that. But the defense has stepped up so much. Yeah, and and some that's big the plays. one thing that obviously I think it's well documented that I am a slut for good defense and I, I probably overvalue it. But God, he's been making he like you it's the flip side of Fran Mill, right? Where like you can tell he put in work. It yeah. shows that he put in work in the offseason. He busts his ass. And, and it's coming out and, and you see it and you're like you, you have to like it's refreshing and it has to get rewarded. And you you're seeing the results of the work. Yeah. Every play never takes a playoff. You gotta respect that. And again, we praised him last week, praise him again. He has put the work in. My issue with him, and I am a known Ahmed hater on Twitter, um, people trying to expose and all that. And I was a little tough on him last month, I'll admit. Uh, people showed me some tweets that I put out that I was surprised I said it last month because he's been playing well. But my you issue with You say a lot of shit where even I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> my issue with Ahmed is not him at all. It never has been. It's that I think pe- people, I don't want to say overvalue, but that's the word. In in a nutshell, he's a solid baseball player. He is, absolutely. And my biggest, we, we screamed about his defense. And now he's average. And that's awesome. And I love him for that. People still now are going around on Twitter like, he's an elite defensive shortstop. Find God. Find God. He's not. I'm glad how he's playing. I'm super glad. But like, let's let's chill, people. He's one of the best bats in baseball. Yeah, if you think batting average is the most important stat, and like you also, you know, are stuck yeah. in the 1980s. He he has like a 109 WRC plus, which is solid. Really happy for the guy. He's a solid ball player. But people I mean, I make me. Feel, I think he's second in the American League in hits and like might be first. First and ba- 
I think he's second in hits and first. I mean, I think he's leading all baseball in triples. Yes, he is with six. He is a solid ass ball player. We will never yeah. say quite. We will never ever ever question his work ethic, how hard he plays. My only issue that I find myself and I should just stop is that context of like he is a very good. He is a solid ball player, slightly above league average, and that's what he is. And he's important to yeah. this team. There's no question about it. But that's where it ends. That like that's where we stop. He's not a superstar. He's not a star. He's not an elite defensive shortstop. He's not an incredible bat. He's a slightly above league average bat. He seems to be having a career year, and I love that for him, and I'm happy. He's going to be a three-war player, which is solid. I'm never going to complain about that. But like, let's just keep it within like reason. Let's like let's be reasonable. Yeah, here. let's keep it a stack. Keep it a hundred. Keep it one hundred. Like Andres Jimenez has like over four WAR right now. So like, just simmer down just a little bit. Yeah, like just just draw it back. But I like the guy. So anyway, yeah, that's. But I'm I'm happy, and so maybe we keep him. I don't. I mean, Arias isn't ready to take the spot. He blew it, and so if we keep him till the trade deadline next year, or maybe we trade him in the off season because you don't want to pay him major league shortstop money because he is not going to be worth what average defensive average offense you know just a, a solid yeah the player. way i'm going to put it is the way that ahmed has performed and with us getting Jimenez, we won that the trade with the mets yeah opinion. we got you we got we got jimenez like we won yeah you know what i mean but like the ahmed thing is just a cherry on top it's yeah. he's been huge to him, this team this year yeah and, and he was big last year too. Like he wasn't. Yeah. As, he wasn't. He didn't perform how he's performing last. Like last year wasn't the same level as this year. But last year wasn't like a bad year. It he wasn't was like exactly league average while playing shit and, defense. But and and at that point, Francisco Lindor was playing not great in New York. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. We kind of got our value back, and I'm happy with it. Like, yeah. for what it would have taken to re-sign him, which wasn't going to happen. You know, oh, there was yeah, a there's... stat on Sunday's game that was like Lindor is making thirty one point four million, and Jimenez is making seven hundred or seven oh five, and Lindor's at like three WAR this year, and Jimenez is at like four WAR, making <laughs> like seven hundred thousand. Francisco Lindor is making. Almost as much as our entire payroll. Yeah. So it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But no, yeah, with Ahmed, I mean, maybe we keep him to the trade deadline. Maybe we trade him this winter. I don't think the I his value will literally never be higher. And so I got to think they trade him in the winter. But he is helping this team. I'm not mad we kept yeah. him. I said that. And um, yeah. I, I guess you, it, it's just going to depend on if you think these young guys are ready to come up and play short or second, it, depending on if you're going to use your minute, move your minutes over, which, like you said, it doesn't look like they're going to. He Seems looks like they know. At second, and right. they want him at second. You know what I mean? So, but I think the time, time to sell is going to be this offseason, but it's going to fall on is Rokio ready? Is Arias ready? You know what I mean? So, yeah, we and, shall um, see. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, yeah, that's all, man. So, and I then really plan about talking about yeah, something third fun. Third thing on the uh, hot takes or 
intro, whatever the fuck you want to call this, right? Are you okay? Hot topics. I'm struggling. Um, the Cleveland Guardians decided to option uh, mustard down to High Lake County yesterday. Uh, they released a statement saying uh, mustard has struggled at a historic pace, failing to secure a victory in any of the first 50 Sugardale hot dog races at Progressive Field in 2022. One race was rained out, so that might have been his chance. The tantrum throwing condiment is being sent down to the Guardians high team in Lake County uh, to try to get his mental and physical game back to an MLB caliber, caliber level. He is expected to return to the or to report to the captains on Monday and race in Tuesday's contest, which is today. And they brought the race results: ketchup's one twenty-five, onions one twenty-five, and mustard's one nothing. It's just disappointing performance. I mean, obviously he's an athlete; he's been there before, he's done it. But like, just came in the year cold, and it it's I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, I wish him the best. It's it's all, it's mental. You know, he'll it's be there. back. Yeah, he'll be uh, back. If I if we look worried, we're not, and we shouldn't sound worried. He's going to be back. I mean, everybody falls sometimes. Uh, some bad luck out there, getting babbipped to death. You know, in these races, I think just couldn't find yeah. grass. You know, basically the equivalent. Uh, catch he also got a little dirty. He, he also yeah, that was a, he got fucked over a couple times. You know what I mean? Like yeah, onion looks sweet. She's not. They're in cahoots. Uh, I think it's a giant conspiracy, yeah. personally. But he—he's just—he's got to get his head right. He's got to find the confidence. I think he's got to find the reason yeah. why he loves the game again. I think that's missing a little bit because he's so in his head. So I think he needs to get back yeah. to. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be a thirty for thirty on mustard. I think he could come back and oh just yeah, win every single race the rest of the way. And I, uh, I honestly think every good athlete has a story of when like they got cut from their high school basketball team. Yep, or like. They got had an injury or like something yeah. didn't go. This is just part of his origin story, baby. That absolutely is. My and my favorite part was what Mustard tweeted out. Yeah, there's this picture night. of him with like a suitcase stared at Progressive Field, <laughs> and it says, "It was a good day for my haters. I was optioned down to the captains this morning. Celebrate, party in the streets. Just know I'm taking notes. <laughs> who is still standing by my side? Peace out, Cleveland. What's up, East Lake?" <laughs> And the three <laughs> snort emojis. <laughs> yeah, I. Yo, he is gonna be on one when he comes back. When he comes I, back, he might whip his 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 dollar dog out. Like <laughs> <laughs> he might win twenty five in a row and tie it up. I think that when you do the math, I'm wondering if that's what they plan. But there's no one like mustard. He's always been my favorite. Oh, uh, mustard's been my favorite forever. Mustard, for as long as uh, I've been going might to the be stadium. a hot take and let us know your guys' opinion on Twitter. Mustard, low key, the only condiment that needs to go on a hot dog. See, I'm a ketchup guy as well, but mustard is the foundation nah, of my hot like, dog. Yeah. Like, especially like a good mustard, a good mm-hmm. mustard just elevates a hot dog to a new level, like some stadium mustard on a hot dog. Oh fuck! Like, I, <laughs> oh <God>. fuck! <laughs> I didn't but, like the passion you said that with. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> oh fuck! St- uh, stadium mustard <laughs> has a special place in my heart. I don't. I don't know why. Dude, you well, said I do that know shit why. With, you said that shit like it turned you on. <laughs> oh fuck! Stadium mustard 
you don't even know. No, but mustard's like the only thing that I really uh, it's it is the only thing I put on. Sometimes I'll throw some ketchup on it, but mostly it's just just mustard. Just mustard. Yeah, if you like ketchup as your favorite uh hot dog in the race, um you you only do butt stuff. Um I I don't know. I think it's vice versa. I think you're like you strictly do missionary. Str- he he's just that hipster. Like don't don't like don't like catch. I, See, I like now if they were to dogs. introduce if they were to introduce a fourth hot dog and it'd be like relish. They only do butts. Yeah, like people yeah. that root for relish would only do butt stuff. Yeah, that guy fucks for sure. Yeah, he's he's into some weird stuff. Yeah, you're right. I I yeah. just played that one. I was trying to figure out a way that. Yeah, if you like ketchup, like come on now, stop. Like, yeah, it's kind of like just ketchup on itself is like kind of basic. What are you for? Like, yeah, you okay, develop well, some taste buds. Yeah, <laughs> untoasted Wonder Bread with mayonnaise <laughs> and lettuce yeah. and and bologna uh, or something. Like, come on now, let's let's live a little. Yeah, I mean mustard m- mustard legacy game coming soon. He literally said, and so I took that personally, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see him come back. And- he said he's taking notes on who's by his side. So hey, mustard, if you're listening or if you catch this, I'll look stands. Yeah, two we'll one six somebody. baseballs in your fucking in your corner until the day we die. Yep. We rub that shit. So yeah, good. I hate to see it, but. You know, it happens, and he'll, he'll be stronger for it. So, he'll- yeah, and uh, when mustard comes back, yeah. make sure you catch it at Progressive Field with getting with buying your tickets from SeatGeek today's sponsor. Um, use code two one six baseball pod uh, for your first purchase to get ten dollars off your first purchase. Baseball games, football's coming up. Preseason happened. There was the Hall of Fame game last week. Um, you got concerts, festivals, uh, musicals, plays, basketball's coming around the corner soon. Football. Hey, I already said that. Well, I'm adding it back in again. (laughs) Um, but yeah, number one ticketing app, uh, mobile ticketing app. You have their, uh, rating system. Yours at the dark green dot. If you have to buy the tickets, dark red dot stay away uh you can see a picture from the seat that you will be at to actually see what your view is going to be like which i love that way i know what i'm gonna be looking at and i like we've said it a hundred times it's the only app that i use to buy tickets i'm the best there is plain and simple that's basically what it is i wake up in the morning i piss excellence yeah you're not first, you're last. Uh, yeah, Download I mean, the app, create an account, use code 216baseball uh, at checkout to go ahead and get $10 off your first purchase. $20 off. Whoops. Oh, $20 off. Sorry. Yeah. That's what we call the soft sell. And then I yeah. throw it home. $20 off. <laughs> All right. So let's get into these games. Uh, game one uh, is Quantrill versus Davies. Guardians coming to Monday night's game. Happy to finally be back home after three consecutive series on the road following the all-star break. Uh, They went six and five during that stretch against three competitive teams. So time to beat up on the subpar D-backs. 
We send Big Daddy Dick Cal Quantrill to the bump to silence the snakes, but his struggles continue even with a three-run lead early. Still, the offense doesn't let us lose this one as it takes 11 innings, but the Guardians come out on top. Love to see it. Uh, quick line, Cleveland six runs on 10 hits and one error. Arizona five runs on nine hits and no errors. Offensive highlights, uh, bottom of the second, Andres Jimenez, one out single, and then steals second base, which is his ninth of the year. But it doesn't matter where he is on the bases because Owen Miller goes yard for the fifth time this year, which he desperately needed because it feels like he really hasn't done anything. And kind of it was been- like the f- it was like the his first home run in like th- two two three months or something like that. I believe it. It seems like he's just kind of there, just floating. Um, so he needed that, and that gives us a 2-1 lead. So love that. Bottom of the third, Quan draws a leadoff walk, followed by an Ahmed Rosario pimp job that just clears the left center field wall. Uh, it was still 4-something, four 4-0-7, something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, that was the one we joked about last week that I thought he pimped it, and I was like, bro, why are you watching that? And it seemed like he just barely got it out, but then it was just over 400, so... I Fair think it was enough. like 420 something. Yeah, 420? it might have been 420. I think it was up there a little bit. That seems um, right. So that's his fifth of the year. He stays red hot and extends our lead four to one. So sitting pretty. Uh, but then in the bottom of the 10th, automatic runner on second, one out. Andres Jimenez stays the clutchest player in baseball. Game tying RBI single to right field. That scores Jose, ties it up at five apiece, keeps us alive for the 11th which locked down the top of the 11th. And then in the bottom of the 11th, two outs, runners on second and third, game tied. Ahmed slaps the game-winning RBI single to right field, brings home Will Benson, walk it off in the 11th. Let's go. Um, Yeah, just came through. And the heroes of this game are without a doubt Ahmed and Jimenez. Ahmed, three for five with that two-run blast and that game-winning hit. And then Jimenez, four for five in this game. Uh, with that game-tying single to keep us alive in the 10th. So it took both of them there. And I want to make this clear. He stole three bags in this game. He stole third base on in this game, I think, too. Yeah, he was just feeling himself. Like, I watched this yeah. one, and he was just like, you're not going to throw me out. Like, come on. He was just you playing. You can't touch dinner. my stuff. Yeah, he was an absolute menace and just talk your shit, King. Let your nuts hang. Steal three bags. That's yeah. so disrespectful. Um, and again, kudos to Miller for the two run shot. Couldn't have done it without him. But Ahmed and Andres are definitely the the heroes. Of this I, I kind of had this debate on a uh, actually in the comments of a YouTube video, which I've I never do because I don't care yeah. that much. You know what Excuse I mean? Excuse me. What? <laughs> I, was, I was watching a video and like a guy was asking bottom of the night, two outs, about like typical thing. Like, who do you want up to bat? I was like, oh, Andres Jimenez. Yeah, it's Andres Jimenez. Yeah, and they said it has to be a current player, right? I was like Andres Jimenez, and people were like, "Oh, you're f-, like." People started coming at me in YouTube comments. I was like, "Okay, here we go." Yep. Oh, <laughs> settle in. <laughs> hey, he's clutch as hell. The stats show it. Yeah. He's nuts. Uh, him, and, it, it, him and Hedges. Hedges is a high leverage king. He's got like a 500 something WRC plus in high leverage situations. Yeah. You. Huh. Oh my God, I'm going to bust. <laughs> him and we've talked about Austin Hedges and Mustard. And we're not even an hour in. I know. <sighs> Sweating right now. Key stats nine strikeouts <laughs> to five walks, which can't really complain about that. Uh, 10 hits, three extra base hits. 
fine. Three for 13 with runners in scoring position. That's 231. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Not not a gr- not great. And we left 11 on base and had 15 base runners. So not solid, but did enough. Did excuse me enough at the right times to get this one done. So yeah, it could have been. We could have won by a lot more and, and put more pressure on the Diamondbacks. But what are you going to do? W is the W. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. True. Uh, defensively, there's nothing to talk about in this one. Okay. So pitching analysis. As we mentioned earlier, Cal struggles continue in this one. Uh, he goes six innings of four-run ball, uh, six hits, one walk, four strikeouts, gave up two home runs, uh, ERA on the year up to 408. Um, it's it's mostly punctuated, though, by a huge three-run shot surrendered to Christian Walker in the top of the fourth. He also gave up a solo shot to Dalton Varsho in the top of the second, which is the dumbest name I've ever heard. I don't know why it makes me rationally angry, like, Dalton Varsho, you just sound like such a douche. Um, like, there's no way he's not a douchebag. Like, you can't convince me otherwise with that name. Um, I don't hear you saying otherwise. Like, come on. Like, Dalton Varsho. Like, he was a guy in high school. Nobody. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, Dalton. I, I agree with you. He probably had, like, a nice Jeep or something. And he was, like, the cool kid. Maybe he was quarterback. I don't know. But, like, nobody yeah. liked Dalton. Like, come on. Um, but anyway, other than those two home runs, things were Fairly quiet. He gave a few other hits and a walk up in his final inning. But when things uh, were going right, you know, for him, it still feels like he's finding a way to screw it up. Like, I'm not trying to be blunt, but, you know, three run homer was huge. Um, Other than that, looked a lot better. And maybe maybe we focus on that because the peripherals again, he was cooking just two one really big mistake. And, you know, then the other solo shot. But that happens. But, you know, Hammy said on the broadcast in this one, I think before the game. Maybe it was before yeah. his second start. He said that Cal. I think feels, it was a. I think it was a second start because I think I remember watching it here. Yeah, and hearing him say it because he said he, Cal feels so close to putting it all together and is as frustrated as anyone. And Hammy also said, "Think about that. Like it's you know early August and he's still you're two thirds of the way through the season." And you feel like you still haven't made it click all the way yet. And he still yeah. put up a 408 ERA at this point. That's going to get below four. Whoops, spoiler. But I mean, he's been solid. He's scuffled more than we'd like, but he's still been dependable. He's been like a number three. But, you know, he still just feels like he's right there, right over like the hump yeah. to really kick it into gear. Like he was the best pitcher in baseball in the second half in, Amer- or in the American League last year. He had like a 189 ERA, you know, since the yeah. All Star break. So it's in there. Um, yeah, so we can't complain too much, but yeah, it just it's get it feels like it's close, right? It's just he's still that three run home run, man. And then Eli comes out for the seventh, and we're all watching with bated breath. He gives up two hits, but works out of it, strikes out one. He needed that because he's just been struggling. Yeah. Um, Karen Check comes out for the eighth, walks one, strikes out two, donates a new box of K cups to the Illyria Police Department, which is super exciting for them. Um, and he's low key back to be in high leverage crack at a king so i i look i know everyone's got their complaints about james karen check right i love watching him pitch so much i oh yeah i it's, fucking love it it's much it's must watch tv it's, yeah it's one of my favorite things in baseball yeah. and then class yeah, i want to i want to talk well i'll wait till you're done with class a's bit and then i want to so, talk about something 
All right. Classe comes on for the ninth in the tie game, looking to keep it that way. Use your best pitcher. Uh, you already know what happens. Perfect inning of relief. Strikes out one. Only took him eight pitches. What the fuck? I, I don't understand. <laughs> Stefan comes out for the 10th. Gives up an unearned run on a double play ball due to the automatic runner on second. He gave up like a single to start the inning. So runners on first and second. Then a double play ball uh, gets uh, gets the runner in. Uh, from third, I believe, on that double play. Yeah, and then uh, that's tough. That's part of the rules, but offense picks him up anyway. And then Daddy Longleg, Sam Hench, is out for the 11th. Perfect inning of relief, strikes out one, gets his third win of the year, thanks to Ahmed Rosario walking it off. And just quick thing, bullpen came in, five innings of one unearned run ball. Cannot complain about that. That's how you win ball games. Way to keep us in it. We, We haven't talked about it yet this year, and I feel like we need to. Okay, and uh, me saying that Karen checks one of my favorite things to watch in baseball made me think of it. Okay, Edwin Diaz for the Mets's entrance song and entrance to closing. Have you seen it? Yes, I have, and I it's been like all over. It already was, and then it's like remade its, it's way back. One around of the Twitter. most electric things in all of baseball. It is. I love sweet. it so much. I saw people talking about it and uh, someone did point out kind of what they're like. Classe has an awesome one because people are like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, Classe is perfect for being the fireman. And like you said, with the yeah, like, come on, fireman's coming. Chills. Yeah, it is chills. But But, yeah, Edwin Diaz is is perfect, too. And it's just like it's a banger. Yeah, you need a great song. You need it to match with the energy of the person. You need that sustained success, and you got to kind of like live up to yeah. your your walk out. You know your your music. When what is it? Is it walk out music? Right? Is that what you'd still call it? Entrance or? music. Ent- entrance. Yeah, intro. Whatever. Um, it just sounded weird coming out of my mouth. Uh, yeah. The intro music, like you got to like live up to it, and then when you do, and that routinely happens, and it becomes yeah. a thing, then it's just like, like when that when that trumpet kicks in, you're like, oh shit. I mean, Kipnis had the awesome, um, awesome R.L. Grimes, uh, yeah, R.L. Grimes remix. remix that we loved and love uh, for yeah. his walk up. Cody uh, Allen had. Uh, Johnny Cash's uh, uh, the song says God's gonna cut you down or whatever. Uh, what maybe that's the title that I don't think that is, but that's a great song. Um, you know, I'm not gonna put it up there. I mean, like the- Mariana Rivera had obviously Enter Sandman by Metallica, which is probably the most iconic closer entrance song Extinct. or entrance of all time. Best Mariana Rivera is the goat. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's huge. I mean, yeah. It it like just in general walk up music you know intro whatever it is I mean it can really tell you a lot about a person I mean like Oscar Gonzalez is SpongeBob and every time it comes yeah. out it's like SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> it's like that meme with the kids screaming yeah and it's all distorted and then the you know the turned up to ten it's like SpongeBob yeah. SquarePants like it gets the uh, who going. was who was talking about it I was watching an interview and someone was. I forget who it was. It was someone we were playing and someone was doing an interview like in their dugout before the game and they were asking what their like reasons behind their walkout or like their walk up songs and someone brought up Oscar Gonzalez's walk up song. <laughs> I love it. 
and stuff. Like it's it's just. Oh, I think cool. it was Trey Mancini. And it was in the. I think uh, it when was they, Trey Mancini when they mic'd him up in Saturday or Sunday's game, whichever one it was. And yeah, he, they were saying like, "Yeah, what do you think about that?" <laughs> yeah, but which is cool as hell. And Trey Mancini looks like a really good dude, and that I just love the Jellyfish Jam. I cannot believe the other yeah. day. I was like walking out of the room and heard it. Du, 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 du. And I was like, ah, that that the TikTok that I sent you of the one guy, yeah, where he's just like, just dancing, just vibing. Yeah, it's a bang, it's a certified banger. It's a yeah, banger. No, yeah, it, I mean, it says a lot about a player, and it can really bring a personality to someone. It's one of the no other sport has something like that. You know what I mean? Where it's each player has their own personal touch when it's their moment to shine. You know what I mean? No other sport yep. has that period. You know what I mean? Like basketball has the pregame intros, but the team all gets one song. Yep. Football has the run out of the tunnel, but the team gets one song. Like yep. no player gets that much. Like, Oh, I'm literally stepping up to the plate for my team. I need to lock in or I want to get the people going. And Throw this jam on. Going. You know what I mean? SpongeBob and Trent. What, what would your walk-up song be? Uh, without a doubt, it would be Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 by Kanye. I love that. Okay. I can't, literally entered our wedding for like the reception to that song. Yeah. Chills. Which I think Oscar Mercado had part of that song <laughs> as his walk-up song. So okay. got a lot of respect for me. Uh, Nolan Jones walks up to All Falls Down uh, from Kanye as well. And Framil Reyes walked up to, oh, Jesus, he walked up to something else by Kanye. I can't think of what song it is right now, but he's DFA'd. So just I've had a, my brain. through my softball and baseball career in high school, I've had a couple. Um, my favorite was probably the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that just intro with the, the glass shattering. Um, I had Sad But True by Metallica. Um, I had, I think at one point I had lose yourself by Eminem. We were all, it was a phase. Yeah. I think that was my sophomore year of high school. So I take that. You got walk up music in high school. Yeah. Learn something. I mean, we did it ourselves. Like someone brought like a big ass speaker and you just like press play on someone's phone. (laughs) I love that. Ah, the Midwest. (laughs) That baseball stadium didn't have a PA system. So. People just yelling. Yeah, this guy's up to bat. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they they're a big part. It's cool. So, uh, but uh, so let's get into Alex's special notes. Uh, Jensen Lewis tweeted out that Cleveland Guardians rookie outfielder Stephen Kwan dumps a one out single to left field uh, in the seventh to extend to a fifteen game hitting streak. It's the longest by Cleveland rookie since Michael Brantley had a nineteen game hit streak back in twenty ten. Uh, which, spoiler alert, he extends. Um, Guardians Insider tweeted out that last night Tito tied Lou Pinella for the 16th most managerial wins in MLB history with 1,835. Uh, 15th is uh, Bill McKitchney. Mc- uh, yeah, that's a name. Bill McKitchney. Yeah. yeah, with 1,899. 14th is Gene Mauk. With uh, 1,901, 13 is Casey Stengel with 1,926, and uh, 12th is Bruce Bocci, Bocci. Bocci. Bocci with 2,003. 
Yeah, so if he stays one more season, he'll at least be... Um, he would move up to 11th, I think. Yeah, because there's 40, 50 games left, 80, 160. Yeah, so if he if Tito came back one more season, he'd at least move into 11th. So Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Which is crazy. Hall of Fame career, no doubt. Yep. And then uh, Ryan Lewis tweeted out that Andres Jimenez entering uh, the at-bat in the ninth inning or in the ninth inning or later this season was hitting uh, 486. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With his single to right field, ties at 5-5 in the bottom of the 10th with one out in the inning. Uh, Owen Miller, uh, Will Benson, was called, it, it was called up and was on deck. I was already reading it, and not I, not I was trying to stop through. you. I was like, I'm, I'm too I'm fast. Too Some of these, fast. yeah, are in the moment tweets, but they're still good stats. Yeah, coming up ninth inning or later, you're betting 486. That seems good. So, yeah, we take game one in 11 innings. Uh, game two is McKenzie versus Gallon. Guardians coming to Tuesday night's game feeling pretty damn good after winning their second in a row with the dramatic win the night before in 11 innings. Cleveland looks to start a formal winning streak, sending T-Mac to the bump to get it done. Unfortunately, the long ball kills T-Mac too. And even worse, the offense wasn't there to pick him up as the guards drop game two. Quick line, uh, Arizona six runs on nine hits, no errors. Cleveland three runs on six hits and one error. Offensive highlights, bottom of the first, Stephen Kwan leads the game off with a double to love left field, which you just love to see. Get that, win, get that uh, hit streak up to 16, I think, then. And then with one out, Jose slaps an RBI single to right field. That scores Quan. Uh, Jose gets nabbed at second, trying to stretch it into a double. The man just got beat finally, but obviously loved the hustle. That's his signature thing. And we still get on the board uh, three to uh, still get on the board, but we do trail it three to one. Bottom of the second, Owen Miller leads off the inning with a hit by pitch, followed by a Jimenez walk. And then with one out, Luke Maley, RBI single to left field, scores Miller, gets it back within one run, and the Guardians now trail 3-2. to two. Bottom of the sixth, one out, Andres Jimenez walks, two outs, Luke Maley, RBI double to center field, scores Andres all the way from first. Guardians now trail it 5-3, to three, but that's all she wrote from the offense tonight and just wasn't enough behind a rough T-Mac outing. And nothing really to write home about overall for the offense in this one. Quan had that double and a walk. Jose with the RBI single. Andres one for two with two walks. Good to see him taking some walks. Uh, and the star was mainly two for three with two RBI, but nothing really too crazy in this one. Key stats, 11 strikeouts to three walks. Um, not great. Six hits, two extra base hits. It's fine for you know only having six hits. Uh, two for nine with runners in scoring position, 222 average. Not great. And we left six on base with nine total base runners. It was all just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, so defensively in this one, in the top of the first, uh, T-Mac short hops the throw to the plate. Uh, and mainly makes a great block and throws the runner trying to advance uh, from second to third. And just delivers a strike down to Jose covering the bag uh, to throw out the runner. And then at the top of the fifth, Ahmed makes a great leaping catch on a live drive, hit the short. Uh, he then beats the runner and tags the runner. Uh, that was just on their lead off. Just a tough play, um, tough break for the runner, but just a great, another great defensive play from Ahmed. Yeah, he's he's cooking. He had a week defensively. Um, yeah, I mean, he just showed out. 
So pitching analysis, T-Mac continues to get killed by the long ball and commits a cardinal sin like Cal did the night before. Gives up homers with runners on. Uh, Christian Walker tagged Cal for three runs on Monday. And then he decides T-Mac should be his next victim in the first inning. And we trail 3 nothing, and we were only three batters into the game. So that is yep. a pretty tough way to start. Literally... Christian Walker just dicked us. Uh, Tristan did lock it in the next three innings, only gave up one base runner during that time. But then he got into trouble again in the fifth, gives up a leadoff double to Carson Kelly, Sergio Alcantara singles, and then a two-run double to Alec Thomas, Thomas excuse me, uh, spelled A-L-E-K, so find God, um, spelled your name wrong. Uh, it's like you went to do Alex, didn't know what an X was, or you went to do Alec and forgot that it's spelled with a C. I don't know. Just can't like that guy sorry uh and only one of those runs were earned uh on that for t-mac because straw actually committed a rare throwing error earlier in that inning that allowed alcantara to go to second on what we said was was a single there so um tristan comes back out for the sixth one two three inning but they don't let him come back out for the seventh kind of the same issue as cal already said home run ball crushed him and then outside of the three run shot just like with cal pritch pitch pretty fucking well um and that's baseball sometimes but sucks um de los santos comes out for the seventh gives up a solo shot to carson kelly to make it six three d bags i'm sorry i mean d backs um and sandlin finishes off the game pitching the eighth and ninth and gave up one hit over the two innings which good to see save the bullpen and two two scoreless innings um yeah but just a bad game yeah uh, so, uh, special notes in this one, they had a graphic on, uh, TV where it was showing in the last nine games. So not including this one, uh, this game that the guardians bullpen has a record of four and oh, with an ERA of 0.81 and 33 and a third, uh, innings pitched seven walks, 34 strikeouts and a 0.84 whip. They allowed zero or one run. In all nine games. That yeah. is really good. <laughs> Jeez. That is impressive. Putting in yeah. that work and just locking it down. But yeah, just it's not enough in this one. Uh, game three, prior to the game, Guardians uh, tweeted out that some moves for those that may be interested. We recalled Tyler Freeman from AAA Columbus and optioned Ernie Clement to AAA. So... um. Yeah, did we talk about this when we recorded late last week? I think we did. Maybe. I think we talked about it because we recorded on Wednesday, and this came out on Wednesday. So I think we had talked about it, but Freeman. But uh, yeah, just the right yeah. move. I mean, his ceiling is higher. You know, we've been waiting. He's finally got it going at AAA. His ceiling is higher than Ernie's. You know, we love Ernie, but from an offensive standpoint, it is higher. Um, you know, you can expect closer to a league average bat, maybe a little more. And, you know, Ernie's got like a 500, 550 OPS. And Freeman could become just like an upgraded utility guy for us, if not a, a starter. I think his floor is kind of a solid-ass utility guy, you know, with a little more bat than you might expect. And uh, he can play short, second, um I believe he could play a little bit of first. You got to think you could teach him that, and I'm sure he could play third. So, um, yeah, this is just the right move and good on the organization to commit. To he didn't upgrade at the trade deadline, so let's play the best we got and make the right moves to help this team. And yeah. I don't say cut dead weight, but you know, 
you know, option people, move them around, whatever, you know, the, if you can option DFA, whatever, people that, you know, aren't pulling their weight at the moment. Doesn't mean they can't, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And I, I'll let you take the thing, too, about I, I feel like you'll love this about yeah. the news. So Zach Meisel tweeted out that Tyler Freeman uh, singled and advanced a second on a bad throw last night. And then the AAA manager, Andy Tracy, pulled him aside and said he didn't hustle enough. So he was going to be benched. Uh, Tracy later revealed that he was kidding and Freeman was being pulled was because he was headed up to the big leagues, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Cause like he hustled, it's funny just cause like he hustled on it on a bad throw to get to second. And then, you know, to say he probably in that moment was just like, I'm what coach? Like I'm, you know, yeah. I, I thought I, and you would be like questioning yourself. Like, well, I, I, I went to second on the bad throw. Like, how could I have hustled, you know, all this? And just, yeah. nah, actually you're just going to the big, so you can't play <laughs> anymore. Sorry. You're too good. Sorry for my Whoops. magnum dong. Um, so game three is Bieber versus Henry guardians coming to Wednesday afternoon's game, looking for back-to-back series wins in the rubber match against Arizona. Thank God for the walk-off on Monday night or Cleveland would be fighting to avoid the sweep. Uh, but we continue to have late inning magic. And so we're going for a series win with our ace Shane Bieber on the bump. Bieber absolutely shoves making just one mistake late uh, to put a little blemish on an amazing outing. Uh, but he leads us to victory. We win game three and the series. So back-to-back series wins. And uh, yeah, can't can't be anything but happy about that. Cleveland, seven runs on nine hits and one error. Arizona, four runs on nine hits and one error. Offensive highlights, bottom of the second. Andres Jimenez lead off the end excuse me, leads off the inning with a hit by pitch because everyone acts like he's some sort of piece of shit and I'm done with it. I will fight everybody and their grandparents. That's on God. Anyways, Tommy Henry, the D-backs pitcher with two first names who hits people like a loser, throws a wild pitch like losers do, and Jimenez goes to second. So that's all that to say. Lead off hit by pitch, moves to second on a on a wild pitch. So anyway, Tommy Henry, you're a fucking loser. Tyler Freeman then walks in his major league debut, which let's go. Uh, followed by an Austin Hedges single to load the bases. I want to say Hedges might have worked that count back from 0-2 all the way to full to get a single. Uh, he's just much better approach at the plate lately. So bases loaded, nobody out. Miles Straw then hits a sack fly to right field and makes it one nothing Guardians early, which you love. Wish we could have done more than that because that's all, but at least we got one. And then bottom of the fifth, Austin Hedges draws a leadoff walk, followed by a Stephen Kwan one-out single. Ahmed Rosario then hits an absolute fucking nuke to dead center field, 450 feet, like into the trees by the batter's eye, past him. It was nuts. That's his sixth of the year, and the Guardians extend their lead four to nothing. So opening this one up. Bottom of the sixth, Oscar Gonzalez, leadoff solo shot to left center field. Welcome back, kid. Didn't take you long. That's his third of the year. Guardians now lead at five to two. Bottom of the seventh with one out. Ahmed doubles, followed by a Jose RBI single to make it 6-2. Then with two outs, OG misses his second home run of the afternoon by inches. Almost the same exact spot. I mean, By pubic hair. Yeah. Settling for an RBI double high off the wall. Uh, Jose comes home on that, makes it 7-2 Guardians. And overall, Ahmed, another day, going two for four with three RBI, thanks to that three-run nuke and then a double. And man, he nuked that ball. He yeah. hooked that ball. Four fifty to dead center. Like I, I was like maybe I texted a little, you maybe a little bit of an under. Like looked a little bit yeah. more than four fifty. I texted you yesterday when I was 
watching the highlights, uh, like the condensed game for the notes, I was like, God damn. He yeah. got literally every part of that ball on the barrel and sent this motherfucker. Yeah, he's going to have a piss test soon if he keeps this up. Like, um, fuck. Yeah. And then Oscar Gonzalez, uh, OG, goes two for four with two RBI, that solo shot and that RBI double, and uh, just barely stayed in. So nice nice showings from them. Key stats, five strikeouts to three walks. Love that. Nine hits, four extra base hits. Recipe for success. Four for eight with runners in scoring position, 500 average. Again, recipe for success. And then we left five on base, but we had 12 base runners. So we capitalized. We did a lot right in this one. Yeah. Defensively, the only thing I have in this one is in the top of the fourth. Uh, Shane Bieber goes to pick a runner off at second and kind of airmails it up up into the right a little bit, and the ball goes into center and the runner advances from second to third, but doesn't really affect anything. So, do be like that sometimes. It do be do be do. Yep. Uh, pitching analysis: Bieber was cooking in this one. Absolutely dropped yeah. it off. Six innings, a two-run ball, four hits. No walks, eight strikeouts in his it's, you know, I said how much he's cooking. I mean, that's a great line. Don't get me wrong. But his only mistake was the sixth inning. He hung a ball for a two run shot from Alec Thomas. And otherwise, he was like damn near perfect. Yeah. They didn't the the D, the D-backs didn't even have a base runner until the fourth inning. And then went Alec Thomas doubled and then they got a single in the fifth a single to lead off the sixth, and then that two-run shot. So that's how it goes, but it's like, I mean, he was just cooking. Yeah. Uh, so small blemish, but bone him down, Bieber's great outing. Been, Bieber's been feeling himself the past couple weeks. Yeah, he's been pitching well. He's been um, back. check comes out for the seventh, gives up one hit, strikes out two, does his job. Um, ERA down to two one three on the year. Um, and then Stefan comes out for the eighth, gives up two hits, but then strikes out three. Uh, in an inning of work, and he protects the lead. And quick question. I want to get your opinion on this. I saw this going around the All-Star break. In order to strike out the side, can you do that? Is that just striking out three batters to you in any order of the inning? So you could give up hits, but as long as you struck out three in in, in an inning, or is it consecutive for you? I'll tell you right now. Striking out the side is mowing them down. Like that's the only, to me that is the only way that I would use the phrase that you struck out the side. I see what you're saying. This is tough because, like, on a technicality, you know what I mean. Like, if we're talking like arguing semantics, you know, it, yeah. it's just getting three strikeouts in an inning. It's yeah. striking out the side. But like when you I, put it I, into practice, I, like I would I would agree with you that like. He struck out the side as three straight outs, three strikeouts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, Stefan gave up two hits and struck out three. I just could never find myself being like, he struck out the side. Like, yeah, like, I, know what you, I know what you're saying, uh, but I don't know. It's tough. But you wouldn't use the phrase. If you said Alex, they struck, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't be like, hey, did you see Stefan struck out the side? Like, in yeah. reality, you wouldn't use that, which is fair on a technicality. It's probably and it was funny. It was pretty fifty fifty from pitchers and other players uh, at the All Star yeah. game when they were asking him questions in the press. Everyone, it went back and forth. So anyway, just wanted just a little baseball chat. Uh, then Eli comes out for the ninth with a five run lead. He continues to struggle, not fooling anyone with his changeup. He gives up a leadoff single to Dalton Varsho. Then with two outs, gives up a two run shot to Geraldo Perdomo, which I love that name. That just rolls. I hate that name. 
Uh, see, Geraldo Perdomo, it's just like so smooth. Um, There's too many like the O sound at the end of it, like a back-to-back O sound. I don't, I'm not, no make gusta. You hate people that aren't American. I get it. It's fine. Uh, yeah, anyway, okay. moving on. <laughs> Didn't matter because uh, it was trash time, but Eli, man, he's fallen from grace. Um, just he needs a third pitch like I need air to breathe and had to drop him from my fantasy league because benched him the last couple Ooh. weeks. Oops. Yep, that's the big time. Yeah, maybe you're still on the major league roster, but you fell off my my fantasy league. Yeah, so, uh, probably hurts. Alex's special notes uh, in this one, uh, which I don't know how much I'm going to say. Alex's special notes. It's yeah, makes me uncomfortable every time. <laughs> uh, Bally Sports Cleveland tweeted out that it says, "Let's go, bro." Uh, Jose Ramirez now <laughs> has the eighth most extra base hits in franchise history. <laughs> Passing Lou Berdreau. Um <laughs> Jose just seems like a few, at least two or three. Why times. does it? Why does it say "Let's go, bro"? Because it's Bally Sports. They suck. Uh, they always Tom do that. With- you know, you already know, bro, or whatever. Like it's that's like Jose's thing. But I, I'm not going to argue that. Like they should have used that. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Tom Weathers tweeted out that per Guardian, Shane Bieber is 47-23, uh, which is a 67-6-7-1. Um, in 100 starts for Cleveland, it's the highest winning percentage by a pitcher in his first 100 uh, major league starts in team history, better than uh, Westphal and Hall of Famer Bob Lemon. I love old-time names. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bob Lemon takes the bump for his 15th <laughs> start of the year. He's got an ERA. <laughs> like. Bob Lemon, come on. Yeah. So, but now you can listen to Paul, our, our other amazing sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, guys, mental health is health. Talk about it all the time. Uh, when things are good, when things are bad, doesn't matter. Um, keep yourself in, in tip top shape. Stuff sneaks up and just, just good to keep it rolling. Nothing to be ashamed about. Remove the stigma. I see a therapist. Paul has used BetterHelp. Like, my life's awesome and still just keep everything tuned up. Gives you a, a, a place. So um, if you need help, get it, guys. And Paul will tell you all about how BetterHelp can help you do that. This episode is sponsored to you by BetterHelp. Have you guys been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, going through a tough spot in a relationship, or you're just feeling down and want to talk to somebody. Well, the good news is that BetterHelp wants to help you today. You've heard Alex and myself preach on this show over and over again the importance of mental health. Not only with professional athletes, but with you guys and ourselves. A couple years ago, I was going through a tough time in a relationship on top of being in the military, being away from family, and some other things. And I actually reached out to BetterHelp, and they took great care of me, you guys. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to help you. There are over 20,000 therapists that are in BetterHelp's network. So if maybe you don't fit right with one, then you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Signing up is so easy. You just fill out a questionnaire to access your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I promise you guys, it is that quick. Then you schedule a secure video or phone session at your convenience in the comfort of your own home. Plus, you get unlimited messages with your therapist. Join the more than 2 million people that have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Look, you knew we weren't going to leave you guys high and dry, 
BetterHelp was kind enough to give our listeners 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash 216baseball. Again, that is betterhelp.com, the numbers 216baseball. Thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Guys, seriously, go take charge of your own mental health. And I don't know about you, but I, for one, am ready to take charge of my mental health. Whoops, already am. But if you're not, you should too. And make sure you use code 216BASEBALL uh, to 10% off your first month. And yeah, it's something important to us, not just sponsor stuff. It actually means something, whether you use BetterHelp or not. Um, it's it's important to us. So yeah. now on to the Astro series. A couple of these games are going to move pretty fast uh, because they're not fun. So game one is Verlander versus Plesak. Guardians coming to Thursday night's game ready for a fight. They know they've got their work cut out for them against the World Series contending Astros, one of the big three powerhouses in baseball. Even better, we start off this four-game set against Houston by facing Justin Verlander. Yes, he's 39 years old, but he's the leading Cy Young candidate right now in the (laughs) American League. Yeah, and hasn't skipped a single beat. In contrast, we send fuckboy Zach Plesak to the bump, who's been struggling mightily, and man, facing the Astros is no way to get confidence back. Plesak gets roughed up, and we get three hit as the Astros embarrass us in game one. Yeah. Plesak continues to get no run support. Like, yeah, yeah, it, would, it wouldn't have helped in this one, obviously, but like, still, it's a reoccurring thing. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, he gets that. That was a lot of his problem prior. It still is, but prior to this kind of last month when he's yeah. really just been on a bad skid. But yeah, it's, I mean, he's two and 10 now, and he really shouldn't be two and 10. Um, because yeah, he's but, pitched a couple gems and just the offense has done nothing. And he's gotten like one owed. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so Houston, six runs on 11 hits, one error. Cleveland, no runs on three hits and one error. Offensive highlights. Yeah, we got shut out and our buttholes were eaten like a walking taco by Justin Verlander. We managed three hits in a walk all game. And two of those in the walk were from Verlander. I have nothing positive to say here other than Stephen Kwan kept his hitting streak alive. He got it to 18. That's all yep. I have to say. Key stats, seven strikeouts, one walk. Not good. Like the walk part, strikeouts, that's fine. That's actually what we average per game, and we have the least amount of strikeouts in all of baseball. Three hits, none for extra bases, ass. One for three with runners in scoring position, but it wasn't enough to get them in because we got shut out. That's a 333 average, and we left five on base. And yeah, that this game sucked. Yeah, no, nothing to talk about defensively either. And pitching analysis, uh, this whole game sucked. We got roughed the fuck up, and I don't feel like breaking it down. Uh, Zach Plesak faced the fucking Houston Astros, and what do you think happened? He had 12 base runners in four and a third innings, and he had five walks, and he only gave up four runs by the grace of God. Sandlin came in for two-thirds of a scoreless relief. Shaw came in for an inning of scoreless. McCarty did three innings of long relief. Two runs on three hits. That's all you need to know. So Yep. Uh, Alex's special notes, Hunter Gaddis will start for the Guardians tomorrow. Yeah, Mandy Bell tweeted that out. Uh, we didn't know if it was going to be a Pilkington thing. We didn't know if Shaw... That prior to this, we there was something like Shaw McCarty could do their one-two thing where Shaw opens and then all that, but they both had to be used in this game. And so Hunter Gaddis gets a start. And I did not know much about him at all. I learned a little bit. 
but I was also pretty busy around this time, unfortunately. So I didn't get to dig in as much as possible and I didn't really get to watch his start. Well, I don't, have you seen him? Yes. Yeah. He's a big motherfucker. Yeah, he is a mountain of a man. He's 6'6", 250 pounds. He is a a big big motherfucker. And he's got crazy hair and he wears, doesn't he wear glasses? Like kind of. Yeah. He's a big boy. I know he he can pump it up to like 96, 97. When this got called up, a lot of people were excited. He was off my radar again. We don't pretend to be He was fun to watch. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, and it seemed like just thrown to the wolves, right? Um, But. Yeah, it, it, it was tough, but it, yeah, it was exciting to see something different. I mean, I think that uh, Bat, Peyton Battenfield will get his shot here soon. Yeah. Um, as we're it, kinda... wasn't a, it wasn't a terrible start by... Uh, I mean, he got touched up a little bit, but like... A little bit? It's did also the, the Houston line? fucking Astros. No, I agree with you, but did you see the yeah. line? We'll talk, we'll talk about it. So game yeah. two, uh, prior to the game, Guardians tweeted out that we had selected the contract of right-handed pitcher Hunter Gaddis from AAA. And that we designated Alex Call for assignment. And this is tough. Um, I kind of mentioned it earlier. 27-year-old, same age as Mercado. Um, tough break, wrong place, wrong time. Like, good guy. Tough to see us keep him or to let him go in yeah. a pure talent level. Just talent level, okay? But keep people like Shaw and McCarty on our forty man, but they're not outfielders. And it, yeah, have... it's, hard. it's you got to take into account what our roster, where we need depth, and where we need people. You know what yeah. I mean? It just sucks. He's twenty seven. This would not we happen if he was younger. Arms. He's just on the older, older end. Just yeah. sucks from a pure talent that like someone like Alex Call gets DFA'd and you let. But that's again wrong. Place, I will wrong say time. like when when. I mean, you posted on our account on Twitter and other people did. We're like, oh, you're going to DFA Alex Call, but you're going to keep Miles Straw and someone else on this. I didn't say anything about Straw. It's Shaw. Brian Shaw. Okay. I was like, just to be clear, (laughs) Brian Shaw. Uh, It's like, hey, got to get those likes. I understand why you did it, right? But other people, like, we talk about this and I've said it a couple times. Some of you motherfuckers don't know baseball. Yes. This is true. And it's or take things seriously that you should. Yeah. Like, hey, guess what? You can't just get rid of a bullpen arm. Like, as much as we want to talk about like ah oh, Brian Shaw is the fucking worst, right? You can't just get rid of him. We need bullpen arms. Bad. Yeah, unless you're replacing it with somebody. Obviously. Yeah, you like you like... you can't just like, oh well, we'll keep Alex Call and just get rid of a bullpen. Like, no, nah, that's not how it works, G. Yeah, like, literally not how it works. <laughs> Uh, like on top of our already log jam, we, you know, Benson and all. You the, don't I mean, need a you don't need a seventh outfielder on this roster. I can't look, look at us. Who would have thought that we have too many outfielders? <laughs> so it just sucks. Good guy. I mean, I think <laughs> shit. I was Excuse super me. excited. You know, yes, yeah. we were doing that episode together when you were here in Indy, and you know, I opened up Twitter and kind of he had like a nine hundred something OPS, but yeah, twenty seven years old and. Just tough break. Not, I am yeah. a little flustered because he just didn't even get a chance. And he is a right-handed batter. We have no right-handed batters, and he actually is right-handed. And you spot used him like Richie Palacios, basically, but even less. Yeah. And then, like, uh, how are you supposed to be successful? And then he got one start. I don't know if he got one or two. But the one start, he took two nice walks against the Rays, good at bats. You know what I mean? And, like, 
it just sucks. I mean, we don't have room, but uh, it kind of feels yeah. weird. It's because he's 27. I mean, it's got to be the age. He's not 23. That's baseball. 24. Like it, it happens. You can't have you can't have everyone that you want. So, and we could talk about it now, real fast. Take half a second. He ends up getting claimed. I think yesterday by the Nationals. That was in the Guardians yeah. news. But while we're on Alex Call talk, uh, there was no doubt he was going to get picked up by somebody. I could not yeah. imagine him not getting. I wouldn't even call it a flyer. Just wrong organization, wrong time. Um, so good to see him. Hopefully he thrives with the nationals. So game three, yeah. Gaddis versus Valdez guardians coming to Friday night's game saying, just kidding. Thought you were trying last night. Ha ha. Got you. Uh, cause they're actually going to try tonight, uh, with Hunter Gaddis called up from triple a to make his big league debut instead of the usual Tommy pickles back and forth act. Unfortunately, I think we had more fun in game one as Hunter gatherer <laughs> gets his caveman looking back blown out. Uh, but at least we don't Hunter get shut gatherer. out. I hate you so much. I thought that was decently clever. Uh, no. Guardians drop. I mean, it's clever. Yes, not funny. Uh, Two different things. I'm laughing. It was a, it was a very hard swing. Whiff. I have to come up with the nickname for basically everybody, so that's what he gets. Uh, Guardians drop game two. Quick line. Houston nine runs, fourteen hits, no errors. Cleveland three runs, eight hits, no errors. Offensive highlights. Bottom of the first, Bombed Rosario, which I hate myself for, but I, that's I, even worse. It is worse. I'll give you that one. That that I'm embarrassed about, but God. I just thought I threw it out there. Everybody says I'm an Ahmed hater, but who else called him Bombed Rosario? I uh, need can, you right now to take a break. Right, I need you to go take a very relaxing bath, bath with your toaster. <laughs> okay, go play in traffic. He continues his hot tear, uh, solo shot to center. That's his seventh of the year, third of the week. Uh, this man can't be stopped and gives us an early one nothing lead. Bottom of the seventh, Owen Miller, one-out walk, followed by a Tyler Freeman single, and then Luke Maley hits an RBI single to left, scoring Miller and making it 8-2 to two Astros. So still got that mountain to climb. Uh, Miles Straw then rips an RBI double to the gap in right center field. It goes to the wall, uh, just got over the reach of their center fielder. And uh, <laughs> I just get a text from Taylor. I go to the bathroom for five seconds. She walks into the bathroom. I come out and our dogs are licking each other's tongues. <laughs> what the fuck? I was just going to ignore it. Like, but I, <laughs> how am I supposed to continue? I picture them just <laughs> they don't even like each other. Anyway, so that's happening in our household. Um, so that goes all the way to the wall. Just got out of the reach of their uh, right fielder, I believe. Just a shot. Um, scores Freeman. Now we trail it 8-3, to three, but we ain't got any more magic. Not a lot to say. Ahmed solo shot. Maley single. Straws RBI double. Basically the highlights of, like I already outlined. Quiet night except for a few clutch hits. Key stats. Wait, eight so, so the three things that you highlighted are pretty much the highlights? Yes, basically. Just trying to keep it moving. Uh, key stats, eight strikeouts to four walks. Cannot complain about that. That's actually pretty solid. Eight hits, two for extra bases. Nah. Two for six with runners in scoring position. 333 average. Can't complain. Uh, we left eight on base uh, and had 12 base runners total. So just decent kind of ratios there. But yeah, just, nah, it is what it is. Defensively, the only thing that uh, I have to talk about is that 
in the top of the second, Tyler Freeman, who was playing second, uh, makes a great running catch in shallow right field. Uh, motherfucker had to run a mile to get there. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember that play. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my dogs. I misread it. It's Everett and my dog Luna were licking each other's tongues. Oh, God. <laughs> I gotta take him back. I gotta take him back to the baby store. <laughs> I don't you have need time to return for that. him. Get yeah, a newer I'm... model. God, what the fuck? Okay, uh, so tough break for Hunter Gatherer in his MLB debut. I don't use it the whole time. Uh, he was asked to face the Astros. I mean, it's one of the best. You've talked op- about him twice, and we've used it twice. It's already overused. One time wasn't more than enough. Okay. Uh, one of the best offenses in baseball. I mean, that's that's tough. After a one, two, three first, gives up a one-out solo shot to Trey Mancini in the second, but then closes out the inning strong, so not too bad. But the third inning's a different story. Gives up back-to-back one-out singles, followed by a two-out RBI single, courtesy of Jordan Alvarez. Then Alex Bregman walks to load the bases, at which point Trey Mancini hits a grand slam. And that's when I stopped caring about this game in real time. Uh, his second of that was Trey Mancini's second of the game in three innings. He's already got four or five RBI, excuse me. And Houston takes a six to one lead. Uh, then Hunter gets brought back out for the fourth, which doesn't go much better. Lead off walk, followed by a one out single, followed by a Jose Altuve RBI double. And then Tito pulls him for Henches, who gives up an RBI ground out for the second out of the inning. And that closes the book on Hunter Gaddis's debut. Three and a third, eight runs, seven hits, two walks, two home runs, and only struck out two. Uh, that is tough. Uh, showed something there first couple innings other than that solo shot, but then just fell apart. But, I mean, tough break. Yeah, like, I mean, eyeball test, he has good stuff. Um, he just faced one of the best teams in all of fucking baseball. True. Um, Henches saves the bullpen by going two and two third, a scoreless relief. Only gives up one hit and strikes out one. That's some big dick energy TBH against the uh, Astros. And Shaw pitches a scoreless seventh, gives up two hits and strikes out one. De Los Santos finishes the game off. Two innings of one run ball on four hits. He kind of seems to be scuffling a little bit of late, it kind of feels like. Um, and all in all, though, most of this game was trash time and we got our backs blown out. So who... Yep, it is. Uh, Alex's special notes in this one. Uh, Mandy Bell tweeted out that Stephen Kwan was pulled from the game for for precautionary reasons after fouling a pitch off of his foot, Uh, and unfortunately, that this ended his hitting streak. Yeah, he was zero for two, and everyone's like, "What is it because of the blowout?" Like, come on, don't screw it. But he 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 cooked his took a shot off his foot. He did. So, and uh, speaking of this, um. Matt Carpenter actually did the same thing and broke his foot yeah. last night. Or the oh, night I didn't before. see that. That sucks. Yeah, Matt Carpenter uh, obviously plays for the Yankees. Uh, fouled a ball off his foot and fractured his left foot, I think. Oof, that sucks. And he's yeah. been having an out-of-body experience for whatever that's called. Yeah. So, Game three, uh, Guardians Perspective tweeted out, uh, everybody kind of did, but this was the cleanest graphic all in one that uh, we had DFA'd uh, Fran Mail, 
Uh, we also released Bobby Bradley. They just wanted to clear up a straight up roster spot. I mean, we had already DFA'd him earlier this year. He cleared waivers. We assigned him to AAA, and they clearly want someone else to get regular reps at first because he's not part of you know Bobby yeah. is not part of this organization's future. So just some house cleaning again, and that's encouraging. Um, not that he was doing anything down there, but make room. And then uh, corresponding moves, right-handed pitcher Jake Jewell added to the 40-man. He is a reliever. Um, I believe he came from the Twins organization and um, numbers in the bigs, I think, when he came up were kind of rough. Uh, but minor league, or I don't know that he's really made the bigs, but I looked at his stats the other day and kind of rough, but he's having a pretty good year for us. Just solid, so... My guess is we are going to use and abuse him. I'm going to guess he gets DFA'd soon. I think this is a bring a fresh arm up and then, you know, see you later. Thanks so much. And then we also optioned Hunter Gaddis back to Columbus. So game three, Quantrill versus Garcia coming to Saturday night's game. Just honestly hoping to have a little bit of fun. That's all we can hope for uh, because we got embarrassed in game one and two and certainly looked several classes below the juggernaut Astros team. But They haven't faced our secret weapon yet, a struggling Big Daddy Dick Cal Quantrill, the Canadian cock, if you will, who whipped his giant meat hammer out and reminded them that actually everything is bigger in Cleveland. He goes six shutty, offense jumps Garcia early, guards win game three, quick line, Cleveland four runs, 10 hits, no errors, Houston one run, six hits and two errors, Q poll. If you commit two errors, you deserve to fucking lose. Yes. Offensive highlights, top of the first, excuse me, bottom of the first. Andres Jimenez hits a leadoff single to start the game because he's a hot boy. And there's just no way around that. And I don't care who knows. Um, And then. Why did I type the same name twice? Uh, This is unprofessional, please. Ahmed, excuse me. Ahmed then grounds into a force out and beats out a double play because he is fast as hell. Jose then hits an RBI double to right field because he's our RBI king, and we take an early one nothing lead. Bottom of the second, Nolan Jones lead off single, but that rally gets killed by a Will Benson double play. But this team does not quit with two outs. Uh, Hedges draws a walk, and then Miles Straw singles, followed by an Andres Jimenez infield single that forces an error by Houston shortstop Alitmus Diaz, who throws it, the ball into the camera bay and allows Hedges to score from third. And that moves Straw and Jimenez both up into scoring position. Ahmed then capitalizes, two-run single to center. That brings them both home. Straw and Jimenez, excuse me, and opens this one up early because we had a 4 nothing lead in the second. And yep. God, that's what we need. All and because it's good. Austin Hedges took a walk. Yep. He, man, his his approach and stuff has been awesome lately. Uh, it's a good thing we jumped Garcia early because for the next seven innings, we only managed three singles. So make it count. Um, and just overall, yeah. t- timely hitting. We do not give up. Doesn't matter. Zero outs, two outs, don't matter. Guards in four. Uh, no, but we no one really played hero ball. Everyone keep the line moving. Timely hits, piling it on. And that's our brand, baby. Let's go. Uh, key stats, six strikeouts to one walk. Like to see more walks, but again, lowest strikeouts in baseball, averaging seven, both by average and total, which two different ways to slice that. But uh, yeah, 10 hits. There's more one, extra- one way to skin a cat. Yes, there is. 10 hits, only one for extra bases, which I think is why we only scored four runs, although still not too shabby. Uh, two for nine with runners in scoring position, 222 average. It is what it is. Left seven on base and had 11 base runners, but yeah, is what it is. Yeah. 
defensively in this one. In the top of the eighth, Odman makes a great backhand play moving towards third base uh, and then delivers a great jump throw to Naylor, uh, who finishes off with a great scoop uh, and stretch at first base. This was an electric play. Yeah, this was a incredible play by Ahmed. I This is when I tweeted out, I don't know what the fuck has gotten into him lately, but yeah. this was a great play. <laughs> yeah. So, little sexy jump throw. He's feeling himself, man. Uh, so Confidence, baby. Yeah, what it can do. It works wonders. What it do, baby. What uh, it do, baby. One of the most important things to happen in the last probably 10 years. Uh, pitching baby analysis. Ooh. Quantrill absolutely shoved in this one. Six innings, a scoreless ball. Three hits, walks one, strikes out four. Just stymied the Astros, performing on the big stage. Cal loves to pitch at Progressive Field. I think he's now 10-0 and at home since coming over to Cleveland in 2020. Damn. Yeah, he really likes to pitch at home. Uh, good defense picked him up too, especially in the outfield. He's a contact pitcher. Uh, he was giving up some hard hit balls and stuff. Hey, that's what the Astros do, and that's what Quan and Star are for. So let's go. Um, and hoping he can build off this start and shove against the Blue Jays on the road. And then bullpen gets to come in just how you draw it up. Seven, eight, nine, baby. Stefan gets the seventh. Uh, scoreless inning of relief. Gives up one hit, but strikes out two. Karen check then comes out for the eighth. Perfect inning of relief. Strikes out two. North Olmstead Police Department gets a new flat screen for the break room, and I love that for them. Uh, and then Classe comes out for the ninth to get some work in. Non-save situation. Gets two quick outs, but then gives up back-to-back doubles to Alex Bregman and Olympus Diaz. That allows Bregman to score, makes it 4-1 Cleveland. I really think he just gives up hits and an occasional run to feel something. We've kind of talked about it. Um, yeah. He did stay away from his cutter in this one. He threw a lot of sliders. I watched all this game. Uh, it was a little odd, but maybe he just couldn't get a feel for it. Doesn't really matter. He stays goaded. And again, he gave up a run, I truly believe, because I think he just wants to feel something. And I didn't do the research because I didn't have the time. But I am pretty sure that both of the runs that he's given up since like m- fucking May 17th or whatever, I'm almost positive that both of them were in non-safe situations. I am like 99% sure because wasn't there a home run in trash time against like the Tigers or something one game? Maybe. And that was the one run. And then this one was a non-safe situation as well. and gave up a run. I am like 99% sure that two of the last, either both of the two runs he's given up in like two months or whatever, or two of three of the last, Three months are like non-save. I don't know. But some guys just need it. Like they got to feel that rush and stuff. But yeah. it's also baseball. It happens. It's like Patty Pimblett. He says like he doesn't click for him in the cage until he gets punched in the face. And then it's like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, and then we're he's, doing like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fighting. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, game four is T-Mac versus Javier. Uh, Guardians coming to Sunday afternoon's game with their swagger back. Uh, Canadian King put up a big old stop sign the night before, and suddenly we could tie the series now. And the mountain doesn't look so big because uh, it was bad after game one and two. Uh, yeah. And then who who better to send out for a brilliant performance than Tristan McKenzie, who is probably the most impressive individual outings of our staff so far this year. And you know what? He ups the ante again as Tristan Big Game McKenzie makes the Astros look silly. Send him back to Texas with a four game split and. Anything is possible. We literally split with the fucking Astros. Yeah. And even better, 
one nothing. We beat them a one nothing game. That's the first one nothing game from Cleveland this year, and it's the first time that Houston's been beaten one nothing this year. So suck my balls. I, I could cry. Uh, so one run from us, eight hits, no errors. So wild. We only got one run on eight hits. Houston, no runs on two hits, no errors. Holy shit. Offensive highlights, bottom of the fifth, mailman, solo shot onto the home run porch and left. That's his first of the year. And it's a, that's his first home run in three years. Yeah, that is true. One of the little special notes things. His first one since May 20th of 2019. It has been over three years. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. And he has missed like four or five this year, I'm pretty sure, by like in- yeah. inches to like a foot. So He missed and- one in this series by like a foot. Yeah. He finally gets one out. Anything is possible, folks. We can beat the Astros one nothing with our only run coming from a Luke Maley home run. Anything is possible. This is why you watch baseball. And uh, yeah, hard to believe he carried us to victory, but God damn it, he did, and we love him. Um, and Quan had two hits and a walk out of the leadoff spot because OBP machine goes burr. Uh, Jose had a double in the first inning. Jimenez got a hit and stole second for his 12th bag of the year. OG went two for four with two singles, but that's it. I mean, it did not capitalize. In one of these games, Jimenez got hit again by a pitch. It's when you went to the bathroom. Did you not hear me when I was going off? No. Oh, you really didn't? I didn't know if we were playing along. No, I popped off. Same thing. So go ahead. Yeah, I swear to God, if he gets hit by another pitch, I'm flying somewhere and beating the shit out of a whole organization. Yep, I said I would beat their grandparents up. I don't give a shit. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. like this is like Brad Hand level. Yeah, it's something. Or you mean Brandon Geyer? Well, uh, Brad Hand got hit by a bunch of pitches too, didn't he? Brad Hand was our closer. You're thinking of Brandon oh, Geyer? Yeah, then Brad Brand- Geyer. Brandon Geyer like led the league every year. It was like wild. Yeah. Um. So key stats: six strikeouts, two walks, uh, not too shabby. Eight hits, two extra base hits. One for seven with runners in scoring position. 143 average. We definitely could yeah. have scored more than one run. And we left nine on base, but had 10 base runners. That is not great. Yeah, not great at all. But, uh, you know, it is great. These defensive highlights. On um, the top of the first, Miles Straw makes a great running catch at the wall in center to record the last out of the inning to uh, stop a double. Uh, and then at the top of the third, Ahmed makes a great sliding catch Pops up and a great throw to first to uh, get out. And then in the top of the seventh, Jose makes a great sliding catch. uh, Throws the ball a tad high. But then Owen Miller is able to jump up, um, make a play, catch the ball, and then tag the runner to get the out. It was a good play on both ends. Um, And it was was real fun to see Jose make a good play and Owen Miller to finish it off. Pitching analysis, uh, what the holy hell, Tristan, eight innings, no runs, two hits, one walk, eight strikeouts against the Houston Astros. This man cut his hair short, and apparently all the bad vibes he's had lately went with it. I mean, eight innings of one hit ball, or sorry, he went eight innings of one hit ball against the Yankees last month. Then he goes eight innings of two hit ball against the Astros. This kid doesn't give a fuck who you are. In fact, he hopes that you're one of the better teams. And when he is on, he is elite. 
And we cannot overstate this performance. Give the bullpen two days of rest with the off day on Monday, which was yesterday. And then Classe is the only other one that comes in. So you give them basically two days off. And I mean, you give us an ace performance against a World Series contender and give us the chance to split. And I mean, it's just huge. I cannot believe that he did this. This is nuts. And then Classe gets his chance at redemption in an actual save situation, which is, you know, his final form. Uh, He makes sure the Astros know he's just playing around the other night. Perfect inning of relief. Strikes out two. Took him nine pitches. He struck out two people, got three outs total, and it took him nine pitches. So at least six pitches happened to two batters. Took him nine pitches. What? Because fuck the opposition. That's That's what I think he thinks. Uh, 24th save of the year as the lead was never really in need of saving when he's out there. Yep. Uh, special notes. We already talked about the Luke Maley thing, uh, but Sarah Langs tweeted out that this is the second time this season the Guardians have allowed zero hits from the third inning onward in a game. The other May 7th, uh, second game of the doubleheader, which I don't know who we were playing on May 7th, but doesn't really matter. Both games started by T-Mac. That's crazy. Yeah. Just locked um, in. Who's hot? Who's not? We're just going to I'm gonna kind of power through this. Um, Stephen Kwan staying on. He was a B plus down to a B. Uh, had that big hitting streak at 18 before he got uh, pulled. But last week, 801 OPS and uh, was on a 14 game hitting streak in the last seven games. Uh, 320 average with a 414 OBP, a 360 slugging for a 774 OPS. Solid performance. Uh, certainly not nothing to complain about, but can't just hang around on the list. You just got to gotta stay making progress. Um, or just hotter sec- than 774. That's solid, yeah. you know, and you can't take him off with 18. So he's, he's do a B. Um, Andres Jimenez, he stays on. He was at an A. He's down to a B. Last week's OPS was a 1.053. In his last seven games, he's batting 308 with a 400 OBP with a 346 slugging for a 736 OPS. Still had a solid week with uh, that big game tying hit in the tent that we talked about. Uh, only struck out five times while walking four and putting up a 400 OBP, uh, but lacking the slugging as of late. Uh, but still staying on needs a strong week to not fall off because like we said, can't linger uh, class a he's staying on at an S tier. Obviously he's only given up one run uh, in the week or in the whole month of July. Uh, and it was in a non-safe situation. So don't really care. Well, uh, saying the one that he gave up. Yeah. Just this week, that, like we talked about, but who, yeah. who gives a shit? Let's tell you what I said. Well, you were following up the first part about month of July, yeah. and then, but anyway, his ERA in the last five da- five days uh, went from a one two two to one three six. Oh no! Uh, and his whip run went from dot six eight to dot six nine. Nice. Uh, so basically, washed up. Yeah, uh, worst yeah, extension ever. People are saying he's not of this world. He's our forever closer. He's kind of a permanent spot. We might even need to do yeah. four people on the who's hot because like class A, unless he has like the worst week ever, is just on and he kind of keeps other people. Yeah. So. Uh, honorable mentions, Ahmed, we talked about the out-of-body experience he's had defensively and offensively this week. Uh, T-Mac, only a 770 eight. OPS. Surprising. Yeah. I was really surprised to see that. Nine RBI in seven games, though. 
So big hits, just kind of surprising. Uh, T-Max, eight innings of scoreless against the Astros. Just nuts. But you need to have more than one good start to be put on the list, and the other p- players are performing better. Uh, Karen check hasn't given up a run in the last seven outings, striking out 13 and seven and two thirds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a <laughs> 0.65 whip. And he's a crackhead. Uh, hedges, uh, 388 OPP in the last 15 games. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Luke May, May, Luke Maley has a 1.167 OPS in his last seven games, <laughs> a dot nine one nine OPS in the last 15. Luke pretty Mayley. good. One dot one. Fifteen games, nine nineteen OPS. Yeah. What? So recap Quan down to a B. Jimenez down to a B. They were already on, so that's the only reason they didn't come off, because they're still good. But if they weren't on already, then uh we they would have been taken off. But yeah, yeah, last week I ripped a bunch of people and uh but now we got some people kind of cooking and boiling with some big performances. So probably probably some changes next for next week. Yeah. Uh who's not list? T Mac, he's coming off. He was at a C minus uh last week's previous three starts, eighteen and two thirds uh innings. And uh, 4.34 ERA with a 1.12 whip. Uh, last two starts, four runs against the D-backs in six innings, uh, thanks to a three-run shot in the first, and then eight scoreless against the Astros. The yeah, the performance against the A or that is the Astros gets him off fucking cooked. Yeah, he's uh, already Miles just kind of at that like m- you know yeah medi- mediocre, but then I mean the D backs wasn't great, but that Astros one he's off like come on what what are we doing here yeah uh, Miles Straw's on at a D the last seven games uh, two hundred batting average to the one ninety two op or OBP with a two forty slugging for a three thirty two OPS in the last fifteen games a five fifty nine OPS OPS on the year is just a measly five seventy. Uh, we know he's not a banger. Just needs to be in the mid sixes, uh, which is still below league average. But he had that historically not historically bad. Sl- I mean, yeah, it was a very bad slump. So that's kind of dragging everything down. Uh, seemed to finally have it figured out, and still appears to be playing better, but still weak to forget. Um, yeah, but, but still D-minus. plays mindset. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it says D. I don't know how. I'm looking at it too. Well, it's a D minus, regardless. Just come on, Straw. He, he, he had it figured out. Yeah. I mean, he's still playing Golden Glove defense, so that has to count for something. Oh, it does. It's just like, come on, man. Like it, it counts for something, just not in your rankings. That's a different story. Uh that's why a 332 OPS isn't like an F. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> That's seven games. It's not. It's such a small sample size to just yeah. base it off of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cal Quantrill, he stays on. It was a C minus. Uh, at a C minus was a D. Previous three starts, uh, seventeen and a third innings pitch with a four sixty seven ERA with a one dot two one WHIP. From his last three starts, his ERA, ERA over his previous three starts is down almost a run and a half. His whip is down almost 0.2, uh, moving in the right direction. Forget about outing against the D-backs, uh, four inning, six innings of four-run ball, but the Astros' six innings of shutout ball was 
really fucking good. Yeah. So still making progress, but enough to stay on that kind of rolling it over, getting better and hopefully get them off soon. And then Zach, please Zach is staying on who uh, he's a D minus was a D In his last three starts, 14 and a third innings pitched seven forty or seven fifty four ERA with a one dot eight, eight whip and three straight losses in his last seven games. Uh, 5.14 ERA and a 1.57 whip uh, has come all the way back down. Not, not it. T Mac off, Miles Straw on at a D minus, Cow uh, up from a D to a C minus, Plesek D minus. Uh, he was a D, so moving in the wrong direction. AL Central standings and wild card update. Uh, Minnesota stays in first, 57 51, 5 and 5 in their last 10. We are in second place, 56 and 52, stay in one game out, six and four in our last 10. White Sox are in third, 55 and 53, two games back. They're six and four in their last 10. Kansas City, 44 and 65, 13 and a half back. Nobody cares how they've been playing. Uh, and Detroit, 43 and 67, 15 games back. And they are three and seven in their last 10, which I'd bring up again here in a minute anyway, when we talk about the upcoming series. Uh, the wild card, uh, only teams that are at least within five games and have to be above 500. So it's pretty simple. Toronto is in the first spot. They are two games up. And Tampa and Seattle are tied for the second and third spot. And then now we're out of who's in the wild card chasing. Uh, Baltimore is next, two games back. And then uh, it must be head-to-head or something, but we're behind them, even though we're also two games back. And then White Sox are three games back, and they're sitting behind us. So the, we got to win this division, man. Have we played Baltimore this year? Yes, we have. I remember it. Whatever. Uh, Guardians news on Wednesday. Guardians perspective tweeted out that 22-year-old catching prospect Bo Naylor drives in a two-run home run, almost a straightaway center in the fourth inning of that game. Uh, for his sixth home run with Columbus and 12th overall on the season. Uh, Friday, Guardians Perspective tweeted out that 22-year-old catching prospect Bo Naylor extends his hitting streak to seven uh, straight games tonight with a base hit in the eighth inning for Columbus. In 30 AAA games, Naylor is uh, slashing 290 with a 412 OBP of 561, slugging for a 973 OPS. <laughs> And then Saturday, Guardians Perspective tweeted out that 22-year-old catching prospect Joe or Joe Naylor, Bo Naylor. You don't have to keep saying how old he is. You judge me for every little shit I do. You could just say Bo Naylor. Yeah, but I'm tw- I'm, I'm reading. I know, but the you tweet- can. Well, if I'm if I'm quoting a tweet, I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay. Given that people the information, <laughs> not your bullshit nicknames that you've made up that make no sense. He led off the game for Columbus with a solo home run in his seventh uh, on the year with the Clippers 13th overall in the 2022 season. Yeah, so he had he had a week. Uh, yeah. Two home runs. Uh, yeah, he had a lot. He had a lot going on this week. Uh, Thursday, the Guardians tweeted out at in the they tweeted out and it says as if it. It's any surprise. Jose Ramirez is our 2022 winner of the MLB Players Association uh, Heart and Hustle Award, uh, the epitome of what you want in a superstar. Uh, and That's Jose, man. Yeah, just dope as hell. Rep us the right way. Love him. 
Thursday, Guardians perspective tweeted out that 22-year-old shortstop prospect Gabriel Arias with an opposite field solo home run in the first inning uh, of that game with his eighth long ball of the season. Arias now has homered three times over the last eight games. Nice. Get it going, King. Uh, so this one's kind of a string of tweets about Aaron Savali. Uh, the first one was on Thursday. Mandy Bell tweeted out that Savali will begin his rehab assignment with Columbus tomorrow. The Guardians are hoping he will be able to throw four-ish innings. Uh, then Friday, Guardians perspective tweeted out that uh, right-hand pitcher Aaron Savali has been assigned to Columbus and will make his rehab start tonight for the Clippers against Rochester. Uh, and then again on Friday, Ryan Michelle tweeted out that uh, Savali's night uh, likely through for the Clippers on his on a rehab assignment, four innings, uh, two runs, both of them earned three hits, two walks, three strikeouts, 55 pitches, 35 for strikes. Arsenal was good, had to sit through a couple of long Clippers offensive innings, but didn't seem bothered by it. And then Sunday, Mandy Bell tweeted out that uh, Aaron Savali will start for the Guardians in Detroit on Wednesday, which is t- tomorrow. Yeah, so love to see uh, it. We talked about this already with Alex Colgan claimed by the Nationals. Uh, Sunday, uh, 23-year-old right-handed pitcher Tanner Beebe continues to So hang to on deal- real quick. I got information that it's pronounced Bybee, and I would have Bybee? never known that. Yep, it's Bybee. So we got to keep, and he's going to be special, so we got to keep that in mind. Tanner uh, Bybee. Can, he continues to deal striking out uh, six today for the for the Rubber Ducks, lowering his ERA to 1.71 over six double-A starts. Uh, his line was uh, six innings, four hits, one run. Uh, it was earned, no walks, six strikeouts, 85 pitches, 55 for strikes. Uh, in double A, that's really fucking good. In double A, he's pitched 31 and two thirds, giving up 23 hits, six runs, all earned, three walks, 32 strikeouts, and a 1.71 ERA, which is really fucking good. Yeah, that's a sub, whatever that whip is. That's probably like a point eight high point eight whip. Yeah, but three walks and 31 innings. That'll do the trick. Uh, Sunday, MLB Pipeline tweeted out, welcome to the top 100 uh, prospects list. Bo Naylor, the Cleveland Catching Prospect, jumps on as the Reds. Uh, Nick Lodolo graduates. Um, we, you heard us talk about him. Yeah. We knew he would be getting. Yeah. And he'll he'll get lower than that in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach Meisel tweeted out that this gives the Guardians nine of the league's top 100 prospects. <laughs> Dodgers and Rangers each have six. Cardinals, Reds, and Orioles each have five. Uh, Espino, Valera, Gavin Williams, Gabriel Arias, Brian Rocchio, Tyler Freeman, Logan Allen, Nolan Jones, and Bo Naylor all on the list. Having nine of the league's top 100 prospects is pretty good. You almost have a tenth of the list. Yeah, and there are 30 teams, so Jesus Christ. (laughs) Monday, and then let's the Dodgers and Rangers have six, so there's another 12. So now we're at 21. And then Reds and Orioles. Each Cardinals, have Reds fives. and Orioles. So that's 15. 15. 20, uh, 27. There's 36. 36%. 36% are from six teams. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, Monday, Guardians perspective. I always have a hard time saying that word. Tweeted right. out that Cleveland, Cleveland Guardians 24-year-old outfielder or outfield pers- prospect Will Benson is now hitting 343 
over 58 games with AAA Columbus since his promotion from Akron. Yeah, well, well Brennan's the last piece there. Yep. The, the cooking. So real quick, upcoming series preview, three games versus the Tigers, three versus the Blue Jays. Um, we're starting tonight in Detroit for, like I said, three games set on the road all week. 7-10 start, Bieber versus Alexander. Alexander's a left-handed pitcher, 2-5, 4.04 ERA. Um, so he'll give us fits because, for some reason, we melt down against that. Tomorrow's game, Wednesday, 7-10 start again. Savali versus Hutchison, who's 1-5 with a 4-3-7 ERA. And then Thursday, uh, Tigers haven't announced their starter yet. It's a one ten start, and it's Plesak. And then uh, Friday, uh for the Blue Jays, too early, no starters announced, but 7.07, Saturday 3.07, and then 1.37 uh, against the Blue Jays. So Tigers are 43-67, and 67, so literally 24 games below 500, 3-7 in their last 10. Listen, they suck. Yeah, they're in division, but we can't fuck around anymore. We need two or three minimum. We need to sweep, though, hopefully. Like, this is where you got to put, you know, you, your foot on their throats uh they're terrible and they're one of the worst offensive teams we got to get some games in recent history these are the games you, you got to beat people up and get cheap wins um again we're four games above 500 at 56 and 52 six and four in our last 10 so uh yeah time to do it and then blue jays currently 60 and 48 as of uh yesterday and i don't think they played last night so i don't think i need to update that they did it uh, yeah, so 16-48, one of the better teams. Oh. Took them a while to get and going. And the Twins are playing the Dodgers this week? Yeah, we, we, we got to get, get it done. Because you might just don't get swept against Toronto. Not that we can't win that, but, I mean, let's be real. Roger Center's tough yeah. to play. So, like, you got to capitalize. And if you sweep the Tigers and then go one and two, you know, you at least still come up on top there. Uh, so, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um but yeah, even though we didn't take as long as hot topics, we still find a way to always be over two hours. So <laughs> God bless us. You know what you're getting in for. We love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and turn on automatic downloads wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Please consider leaving a review. really helps us out. and lets us know you're enjoying the content. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at 216BaseballPod. And we will be back uh, next week. I say Monday, but it always depends on our schedules. But we will be, be back next week and give you a breakdown of this Tigers and Blue Jays series. Guards up, Guards baby. Guards up, baby. Let's go. Let's go.